22 pages later with your host <laughs> The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. What the fuck was that? Doctor Who <laughs> rules. Doctor Who rules. Oh, Don't okay. you Did ever oh. put something up on that page talking about Doctor oh, Who being on. overrated. It was so <laughs> lame. And I didn't think you'd get so angry about it, but now I know. <laughs> Listen, when you got the Doctor Who coalition here on Meanwhile 22... You better watch out what you post. All two of you? Oh, you guys scare me so much. That's right. Yeah, whatever. All right, all right. Well, let's get right into... Wow, you really talked with each other about this stuff? Damn right. Uh Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, what's up, everybody? Happy June. Happy pre-4th of July. Happy Pride. Um, Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 61. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm here with the man who is a perfectionist to a fault, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Uh, all I want to do is be a monkey of moderate intelligence who wears a suit. That's why I'm transferring to business school. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side of the panel is the man who doesn't believe in plans unless he's planning to give a movie six claws. RT Square off the tech. Oh, wait. I supposed to plan to do something right here? Oh, yeah. There you go. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and joining the panel, joining us today is a good friend of the podcast. This gentleman is a fellow geek like us and um, has a lot of things in store for the geek community. He's a very creative guy, and you will hear that he has a, his hands in a lot of different geek buckets coming up soon. Please, guys, give it up for um, a guy with many talents and also the creator of Couch TV, Jamal Stone. What's up, guys? That's right. Oh, I get applause? Yes. Nice. You didn't know that we filmed this in front of a live audience. I didn't know. <laughs> so many people are here. This is crazy. <laughs> I get them to clap on command. <laughs> and stop. Yeah. <laughs> How did this become Mike show all this? Oh, and a boom. Thank you. Okay. I was like, did I miss the memo or something? All right. And might I mention that I'll start watching Doctor Who as soon as he becomes a brother. <laughs> there's, been, there's been 13 versions. I mean, Doctor Who's 13, 14. Uh, that, it'll be called Doctor Who B.I. <laughs> <laughs> I just album for Doctor Who. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. So definitely today we're going to we're gonna talk with Jamal here about a lot of things he's got going on. He's got a lot of exciting things that I know here in the geek community you're definitely going to want to check out. Um, and also want to know a little bit more about you as a geek also, you know, where you started liking um, geek things. So we're going to talk with you about that. And we're also going to chat about dinosaurs versus people, or we just like to call it Jurassic World. Oh, I thought it was about the Flintstones. Wow. Wow, okay. <laughs> so now let's just, I love when I catch him offhand. I, I hate being caught off guard. I hate when you do it. So now let's get to the part of the show that gives Mike way too much time to talk. Hopefully he can tire himself out before the first half. So let's get to it. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Uh, no, I'm not tired out. In fact, I napped right before this to make sure I'm wide awake with quick news. Wow. That's why you look so refreshed. No, I just always look this good. Okay. When sure. you get that old, you need naps at two and four and six and eight. So you're speaking from experience, right? Wow. <laughs> More than enough experience. You were on Mike's side all day today? <laughs> uh, listen, birthday Feel boy. mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Cap's birthday today, and he looks old. Well, he turns two today, right? Ah, uh-huh. real funny. 200? Real funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not see. I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm gonna let you do the quick news, and I'm gonna get my quips in as they as they naturally will come. All righty. 
16 years after completely humiliating his family and the acting community by starring in Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Jake Lloyd added more offenses to his list. The former young Anakin Skywalker was arrested after an insane car chase with police that began in Charleston, South Carolina and ended in another county far, far away. Lloyd eventually lost control of his car, which ran off the road, through a fence, and into the woods where it struck several trees. The 26-year-old has been arrested for reckless driving, failure to stop, resisting arrest, and driving without a license. And I also assume there's still outstanding charges looming from his episode one performance. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When he went into the woods, did he see the wolf? I don't know what he found in there. Wow. (laughs) That joke, guys. Really? That... That tells you he's in control of the sound effects. I was about to say that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just—I I didn't even know that he was in anything else, and I'm like, wow, okay, he's in a car chase. <laughs> That's the only thing he's in. <laughs> the only thing he's in. He wow. He—he he, uh, had a special spot on cops. Aww. <laughs> He'll probably edit that out too. <laughs> of course he will. Yeah. What else he got there? Fuck you. <laughs> Well, well, the contract between Sony and Marvel said Spider-Man had to be Caucasian and heterosexual, but it didn't say he had to be an American. 19-year-old British actor Tom Holland has been cast as New York City's 15-year-old wall-crawling menace. Holland is known for uh, the 2012 The Impossible, about a tourist family caught in the aftermath of the 2004 um, Thailand tsunami, and Broadway's Billy Elliot the the Musical. Uh, the untitled Spider-Man film will be directed by John Watts, whose previous endeavors include episodes of the Onion News Network and the feature Clown, which is about a clown suit that is cursed and forces the wearer to eat children. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. So, so the guy who is directing this new Spider-Man movie has great things under his belt. <laughs> the Onion being one of them. And Clown, about a clown suit that is cursed and forces there. the wearer to eat children, as I said. So I'd love to see where this goes. I'm still hung up that they're just, it's an untitled Spider-Man movie, so they're not calling it Spider-Man? Um, well, we don't know what it's going to be called, but Holland will make his web-swinging debut in 2016's Captain America Civil War. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's funny because they said that um, in order for Spider-Man to be included, Sony and Marvel have to come to agreement about um, yeah. the director and the actor, so they have to come to an yeah. agreement. So that's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't think they picked him. Okay. All right. I, nice. I, I them going with a young Spider-Man like this finally is a uh, is a really good thing for me because Tobey Maguire, even though he played a high school kid, was not a high school kid. I don't know if it, <laughs> so you guys remember him running to the what, bus. Like, a, why is a thirty year old man running from school what, bus? Was he even <laughs> a high school kid in Pleasantville? <laughs> I don't but think so. Tobey Maguire was. I think um, I had read he was either like twenty two to- or twenty five or something like that. Geek fact: Tobey Maguire is one year exactly older than me. His birthday is today, also. Awesome. So, so he's 300. So he was so, 60 when he played Spider-Man? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. So let's go back. When, does spi- when okay, did the first Spider-Man come out? Cap is about to do math. Shut up. <laughs> let's watch. When did, when did the first Spider-Man come out? 2001. 2001. Yeah. 2001. So what? I was... Oh, fuck. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need an epic kill button. <laughs> I was like 20. Wait. 20, I was 24. 24, 25. You sure? You, you don't know exactly what age you were in two thousand. Depends. It depends on when in two thousand one. I was twenty four and twenty five. Depends Summer. on his depends. <laughs> yeah. Summer. I was just turning twenty five. Well, you heard it here in two thousand and one. The cat was wearing depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, you're saying a twenty five year old guy playing a teenager. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, but Andrew Garfield was twenty seven as high school Peter Parker. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. He was pretty good for a twenty seven year old. So yeah. Okay, so, so, so now we, we have a nineteen year old that because I think they're going to go for 15, 16 year old Spider Man, which is great. I mean, it should be. And Jamal, I totally agree with you. I I, I like a, a younger Spider Man, but 
like Mike has said before, like when we've hung, we've hung out other times, do not give us another origin story. Please, no. Right. Just no montage origins. it like you did with the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yeah. Just montage. We all know he gets bitten by a spider. It's radioactive. Wait, He's shocked. Well, he gets yeah. bitten by a radioactive spider? Oh, yeah. I thought it was a radioactive cockroach. Um, it is. That explains a lot. <laughs> That's the black Spider-Man. It's like... It's like <laughs> Batman and Spider-Man, same thing. We don't need origin stories every 10 years. Agreed. So Agreed. exactly how they work. Yeah. If you don't know by now, stop watching the movies. Yeah. Just go turn on any of your local Anything. TV stations. Yes. And if your kids don't get it, explain it to them on the side. I'll explain the origin story later to you. <laughs> I never liked you. Both his parents died. Oh, I'm sorry. That was unimportant to the movie. Damn. <laughs> Words of wisdom from Mike. Go ahead, Mike. All right. Yet, yet another comic book to TV show is coming around. Image Comics Southern Bastards by Jason Aaron and Jason Latour has been optioned for television by FX Network. The co-creators have been named executive producers and will adapt the series themselves. Southern Bastards is a tale about a former sheriff's son returning to a small town to bring down-home justice to boss BBQ, the corrupt football coach, that has a steel grip on the throats of the residents of Crawl County, Alabama. Sounds like Walking Tall meets Dukes of Hazards and a Coen Brothers script, kind of. So it also sounds like, I mean, just the fact I think of this Justified? Justified was excellent. It's not yeah. like that, but Justified. Yeah. Justified God, that awesome. show was... I've, no, I've never watched it. Yeah, yeah, Jamal? yeah, Justified was a really that good show. Boyd Crowder, that civil tone devil. And, but just, um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Raylan, Raylan, Raylan Gibbons. Gibbons. Yeah, I mean, he, they were both great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great. Here's a fear that I'm having, and we've talked about this before. Now that the floodgates have opened for a lot of comic books, to a comic book to be put on the big screen and on the small screen, now because they're successful, now everybody's getting a chance to put put it on TV and it's not all good stuff. No, of course yeah. not. Or, so, or it won't all be good stuff. Or, or it won't be all good stuff and then all of a sudden it'll almost diminish the value of the stuff that's good and therefore they'll start to pull back on doing these kind of projects within the next three years? I mean, well, with, I think that comes and goes with anything anyhow. I mean, like, you know, look how many procedural cop shows or CSI type things come and go, whatever. But I think the one that's going to get hit the most because it's the one that has the most likely to turn to absolute shit real fast are going to be the actual superhero-based um, TV shows mm-hmm. and movies because those are the ones where someone's just finally going to go why are we watching this this is kind of <laughs> crappy but like things like for instance like this Southern Bastards I've never read the comic or whatever but like where it's nothing it's just a story most people won't even know that it's a comic but like, like no, most people didn't know that uh, um, a History of Violence which is a good yes. movie like that's yes. based on, it's a graphic novel it's not a superhero book people tend to think when you say comic book they mean like oh capes and tights but it's you know if they don't know it because um, Green Mile well Green Mile was how was that coming? Because I know he wrote it out, but was that based into a? I, I think it was a graphic I, novel form or something like that, or I forget how it went. But yeah, you know, I, I think if it's those kind of shows, you won't know. No, not not Green Mile. It's another Tom Hanks film. Um, you sure? No, it's Tom Hanks. What was the one he did? It's kind of like The Untouchables, kind of a thing. Yeah. It was oh, set back. Catch me if you can. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's the gangster film. It's yes. like a three-hour one. Oh my goodness, that's the one. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of that movie, but that one is actually from a comic book, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that. I have no idea. The, the cap will come up with that one in a moment. But they yes, don't realize it because they don't know what it's called. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's another reason. <laughs> Road to Perdition. Yes, there you yeah, go. Road to Perdition, yeah. awesome yeah. movie. Yeah. Check out Road to Perdition. Yeah, never and that's based. Never heard of it. That's based off a graphic novel. I just said that. I never heard of it. Good. I'm just surprised. I'm like, really? I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, let's see. If I told you there is a comic book featuring six pack. An alcoholic man with big beer belly that believes he's a superhero who's trying to recruit Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, whoever, to his team. And if I told you that the other team members are the grappler, a loudmouth putz that doesn't know when to shut up, 
Power Tool, a man with a drill sticking out of his helmet, and perhaps another secret. Bator, the demon lord of criminal insanity that vomits a suspicious white fluid over people which hardens and crumbles to dust along with the person. Guts, a woman is nothing more than a set of internal organs that exist without a human body. Dog welder, a guy who welds dogs to people. And Bueno Excelente, <laughs> a perv that fights crime using his 36-inch erection. What? Right, now, if I told you all that and then I also told you this was written by Garth Ennis, would you be surprised? No. No, of course not. No, no, of course not. All star section eight is a six issue miniseries that has already started coming your way this June. Garth wow. Ennis is just the master of what the f. <laughs> He's a master of like third grade depravity. He is. Are you familiar? Uh, are you guys familiar with the book? I know you are with the boys. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I'm not. Boys, oh my goodness, the boys was a was a really cool idea, and we talked about it before here on the show. But it got to a level. Garth Ennis will do things, and it's kind of cool because it's like, oh wow, they don't do this in comic books. It's pretty unique, and then about. Five six issues later, you're like, oh wow, we're doing another dick joke again. Another, another. <laughs> it's not even a dick joke. I mean, he's just like you know, like gang banging the Wonder Woman character, who's also a lesbian, and you know, and like you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's funny in a short term. It's just kind of like an SNL skit. It's like mm-hmm. you should have stopped five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's that kind of a thing. But um, but I am looking forward to the preacher, which is coming to I think. Is it Stars or Showtime? I forget which one is coming. Well, to one of the cable channels, yeah. Looking for that, you know. I don't know, but that's, I, that's his best work. All right. That's his best work. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. This one, everyone get ready for the tears. In news that will make Cap faint in his chair, in G.I. Joe, a real American hero number 215, yes. a new Joe must step up and take the mantle of Snake Eyes following his death in issue what? 214. They killed Snake Eyes? Are you freaking serious? I just said it, so yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I killed Snake Eyes so I could take his mantle. The no. mystery Joe is Sean Collins, a.k.a. Throwdown, who is now a badly burned, disfigured, and, of course, mute black man who will be wielding a newly commissioned Onihashi, I'm sorry, Onihashi blade Onihashi forged blade. by the same master smith that created the original Snake Eyes sword, Morning Light. This new sword will be called Lesser Light. Uh, I'm not joking. Wow. <laughs> Snake Eyes died when he intercepted a live grenade. His sacrifice also resulted in the death of a longtime G.I. Joe supervillain, you ready for this one too? Storm Shadow, Serpentor. Oh, he's oh, now dead. Thank God they killed Serpentor. <laughs> oh my God! For the listeners that don't know about Serpentor, GI Joe thought they'd have an idea of making the perfect. The villains had an idea of making the perfect leader, so they combined the DNA of like seven or eight different world's greatest villains or, or, or conquerors, and they Was put he, it together. Did they put Hitler's DNA in there? They actually avoided Hitler, oh, but wow. because that would just be too mean for a, a terrorist world-dominated but it was organization. Like, it was like Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, um, Alexander the Great, all these kind of great leaders. Um, I think Caesar, and they put it together to create the Republican this. Party. Go on. <laughs> I don't think Dick Dick Cheney or any of them were in that mix. But they, so he wasn't that mean. <laughs> but they created a leader to take place of, of Cobra Commander, and he ended up being a pompous, um, narcissistic. Um, megalomaniac wow that republican gene really did come out (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought that putting so many great leaders in one person you know they come out like an asshole well the (laughs) same person that thought that by trying to resurrect uh was it uh who's the uh the bad uh transformer oh wait the bad megatron oh megatron yeah megatron Megatron into that new bot and it would end up turning calvatron you know yeah, well, same, same writers. Oh my! But wow, they killed off Snake Eyes. Yeah. Has been around for a long time. He's yeah. he's kind of like Wolverine, where you might not know GI Joe, but you know Snake Eyes. 
Well, he's the like, only cool one. He's the only one that actually does anything well, that's cool. that's a couple of other cool ones. So what you yeah. say it is that Snake Ass is black now? Is that what you're saying? He's now black. All right. But he's not course, Asian. He's boy, black. Boy, and but, he's now mute. Wait. But actually, well, wasn't Snake Eyes was wasn't Asian. Snake Eyes is white. Yeah. Oh, was he white? Oh, he was white. Okay. Yeah. Snake Eyes is white. But, but he was white in the movie. Was he white? He's white in real life. Did we ever yeah. see him in, in the comic um, books? In the comic books, they showed him like when he came back from Nam, because that's where it took place. And his, you know, he got into an accident and his face got blown off because saving somebody from a grenade. And then he was disfigured, and so never showed his face. But they always said he was white, and he, he, he was a uh, so soldier in the United States. You think he stopped jumping on grenades after right? the first time? We finally you? finished the job. Wow! Yeah, I'm so. wow. That, on my birthday, you bring me this bad news, <laughs> and loving it. So now, although the series is published by IDW, it is a continuation of the original Marvel yes. comic series that ran from 1982 to 1994. But it is not in the same continuity as IDW's other GI Joe comics. Really. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Once again, I just said it. So yes. Uh, no, I'm just I'm <laughs> taking this all in. I'm just kind of no, bombarded true, right yeah. now. It's, wow. Yeah, it's not his fault. He's getting all these hard so, 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 yeah, so, so you mean to tell me that IDW is running this line that that's in continuity or in canon, as we like to say? But there's a whole bunch of other IDW comics that are GI Joe. Yeah. That are not in right. That's just what he said. You just you just make things really confused. Not you, but 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 <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That just makes things really confusing. That's like saying you know, unless you put Elseworlds on it, that why would you do that? No, I have no idea. And the uh, last thing, though, is speaking of the dead, Patrick McNee, who is most fondly remembered for his portrayal of John Steed in BBC's cult TV series, The Avengers, which ran from 1961 to 1977, passed away at the age of 93. Oh, man. So for all you classy listeners out there like me (laughs) that know the Avengers TV series, that's the one with Emma Peel and all that. Yeah. So he's passed away now. I, I feel bad because I remember when, when the Avenger movie came out oh. and I thought it was the Avengers. I was like, all right, but who's Captain America? Oh, wait, not those Avengers? So I feel bad. I, I shat on it. Yeah. Literally shat on it for like um, years. And then I heard about the show and I said, no, the show was really good. The show was great. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It was really ahead of its time because it really had twisted ideas and not twisted in a bad way, but in fun. Like it just took concepts and just just worked them into the most insane and inane stories, but they were all, all fun. It was good nature. Um, I mean, obviously it's British television, so it's got its way of telling a story, which is different than American. So, you know, it may move a little bit slower here and there for us, but it was great. And I liked the Avengers movie. It got panned really badly though. It did. It, um, but I mean, but it's not, it's not a good movie, but it is fun. And it's not even as fun as the TV show. So it's not even like you can say, well, if you like the TV show, you're going to like the movie. It is very different in some ways. But I still enjoyed it because it was what was it was it Ralph Fine? Yeah, Ralph. Yes. Fine. It was Ralph Fine, yeah, Uma Thurman, and uh, was, yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah, it was yeah. Ralph. It, that was kind of like a prequel to Kingsman. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I didn't think of it that way. Okay, yeah. that's kind of how they acted. As, as a kid, I was not interested. So to hear, and now I can kind of appreciate yeah. that. I, I think I saw that movie about. Ten years ago, for the first time, that I said I was flipping through channels and I saw it on Stars, and I'm like, the Avengers. Wait, did they make that movie? <laughs> and I see Sean Connery. I'm like, hmm, I, I kind of like Sean Connery and James Bond. Let me check this Sean out. Sean Connery has Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a bad Sean Connery accent. I'm just going to leave it at That's that. the only kind you can do. That's right. <laughs> a bad accent or a Sean Connery accent? A bad both. anything. <laughs> Look here. No. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. And it's started. <laughs> at least Ralph didn't do it. Ralph does worse than I do. Uh, what? what are you talking about? My Scotty is incredible. Shut up. <laughs> What, the Do dog? <laughs> bark, bark, bark. I'm giving her she's got, Captain. She's got no more. Ah, see? That, that wasn't, wasn't that. bad. That, that wasn't was the best bad. one I've ever uh-huh. heard. See? You've been practicing in the see? car. That's yes, why. I have, I have been practicing. In the car, in the shower, you've been practicing. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, is that all your quick news? That is all my quick news. All right. I have nothing to add. Ralph, do you have any quick news? 
I had something, but now it's gone. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> you plan for that. Just like it, just like your hair. I never <laughs> plan. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Another bald joke besides me. That's great. <laughs> Jamal, do you have any quick news that you've heard in the geek community recently? Anything that's well, like... Well, I haven't heard anything, but I actually wanted to add on to that G.I. Joe thing that Mike was talking about. So, I, you, you know how the G.I. Joe movies are terrible? <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, I'm the first to admit it. Yeah, the, the, Transformers the, first, the first one was really terrible, but the second the one. Second one I, liked, I did I, like the second one. I, I the second one was not where I wanted to be. And True. the Transformers movies were terrible, right? But do you guys remember the comic book, G.I. Joe's versus Transformers? Yeah, I know which, which one. one. They've, done it, they've done it four times. There was the one in 86. Right. Then there was the one in 2001. Yep. Then there was another one in 2005 or seven, And then, so there was a couple of them. Which one are you referring to? I'm referring to The Rock riding Optimus Prime. I want a movie version <laughs> of G.I. Joe's. Come on. Who would who want to see The Rock on Optimus Prime's shoulder fighting? When you said he was riding, I thought you meant he was like took the driver's seat because all I could imagine is I can only imagine the conversation. Optimus Prime, I need to get in you. <laughs> <laughs> and Optimus going, all right. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) What I'll say is this that um, I would want to see, I would have wanted to see that if it wasn't for Transformers 4. Transformers 4 ruined how I feel about Prime because Prime has always been, we've talked about it many times, about he's John Wayne. He's the best leader out there. When you're killing humans and and running away and and bitching about the humans turned their backs on us, it's like, okay, now I just feel like. uh, What, What did we just say about your bad impressions? You make one good impression, and, I, and now you're turning it on me. All right, whatever. But you, you see, but I definitely would have loved to see The Rock. But it's so funny that The Rock's character is not a major G.I. Joe character. A roadblock? is not a... Ro- oh, roadblock. Wait, Duke, Duke's up here. Roadblock. Duke, Stalker, you, you do Scarlet, know that, by the way, Lady J, by the way, Flint. Cap, you know that no one can see your gesture of where you're putting this. <laughs> I know. So, so I, for I everyone out there, he's just randomly naming names. Well, <laughs> for me, like, Roadblock was a huge character. When he started doing those rhymes. Oh, my goodness. That's what drove me wait, crazy about it. Wait, he dies, we go to cry. <laughs> so you're telling me he just became Nipsey Russell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, as, as men. If the glove don't fit. You must have quit. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a gentleman of color, we do all understand the importance of seeing people that look like us on cartoons. But I like Doc and Stalker a little bit. Doc, yeah. Doc, Doc and Stalker were bad. I mean, Roblox was colorful. Excuse the pun. But <laughs> because he was this big guy who was a, who was a chef and right. he rhymed. But the rhyming for me after, after a while, I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, he's in, in, in that second miniseries, he saved the little white girl mm. from, from the Weather Dominator. I was like, yeah, oh, that's another stuff. Well, that's, goes, because, that's because she's going to get good money on the open market. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, I'm like, wow. So they keep Roadblock, but they got rid of Duke. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Shannon Tatum was like, yeah, it's been fun. I got things to do. Yeah, I have to go do another dancing movie. Oh, and Magic Mike, uh, too, you know. Yeah. Magic XL or whatever yeah. they call it. XXL. Double XL. Double XL? Hey, whatever. I mean, hey, we got to pay the bills. We're not reviewing that, no matter how much Cap and Ralph have insisted that we go see it. <laughs> <laughs> we, oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, damn, there goes Fourth of July plans. <laughs> All right. So, Jamal, we want to get to know a little bit more about you, my friend. Hmm. You've got a lot of things going on, very interesting things, and we're definitely curious. And I know our audience would be curious to hear about what you got going but first let's know about jamal stone the man okay um so i was born on a summer night Ooh. the wind was blowing my mother was pushing hard um, <laughs> you take him back no you take him back you take him back <laughs> but um 
as I said before, you're involved in so much comic book stuff and sci-fi stuff. And, and um, what are some of the stuff that you're doing now? Because we talked about some of the stuff before. What stuff do you have on, 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 the, st- on the stove top now? So um, with Couch TV, I just went to Atlantic City Boardwalk Con and did a lot of interviews there, which I will be putting online on the interwebs uh, very soon. Some with uh, famous people you know, like the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, wow. And um, uh, Adventure Time, some of the people from Adventure Time. Oh, cool, um, cool. And even I got an interview with Pinky and the Brain, both together for the first time in like 20 years. Wow. I'm both together. Those mics doing, are still alive? <laughs> they are oh still doing voices, and they are still very prominent in the, the voiceover community. And yeah, I got them both to, to be Pinky and the Brain during the interview. Oh, it that's was cool. amazing. Wow. Yeah, that sounds and, like a lot of fun, man. Yeah, from Darkwing Duck to, and with the guy who plays Darkwing Duck, Jim, Jim Cullens, Darkwing Duck, Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, did a lot of uh, met a lot of voiceover actors, did a lot of uh, cool stuff like that. I met one of the Power Rangers, um, Rocky. If I remember the Red Ranger Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. I, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I know. Whoa. You remember him? It's crazy. I was like, you look exactly the same. And he's like a martial arts teacher now. He does a lot of stuff. No more acting, just just martial arts. Yeah. Apparently. But yeah, he was really cool. Um, a lot of people like that. I set up. Oh, I even interviewed. Uh, if I can remember his name, um, he was he was Deathstroke in Arrow. Oh, I can't think of the guy's name because he's also Crossbones. He's Crossbones, right. Yeah, I just can't think of the guy's name right offhand, but I do know who you're talking about. I like him. Um, Yeah, I interviewed him. He was in, uh, what is it, Spartacus, my favorite show, Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus, that's right. He was Crixus in Spartacus. I remember Crixus. Yes, oh, wow, that's right, he was. Yeah, he even interviewed with me, so I got interviewed with a lot of people. That is fantastic. Now, let me ask you this because you're talking about interviews and, you know, you're you're getting a chance to meet all these people that are in the industry. Is this something that you kind of fell into, you know, like because this is because sometimes people dream about one thing and say, I'm going to do that. And they just chase it. Or was this something that happened out of something else? Mm. So being an actor, I always want to be in the limelight around people. I always want to make connections. And I remember I was sitting on my couch one day. A couple of my friends came over. We started talking about movies. And I was like, this is a show. Why don't I just do this? Why does film us talking about movies? That's kind of where it started. And then I started going to like little conventions and little film festivals to ending up, you know, getting invited to like places like Sundance. It's like, you know, send me press passes and, and uh, you know, Comic-Con. So it all started like on a couch talking about movies to being in front of with the people in the movies talking about the films they're working on. So yeah, it just came from my love because I've always loved movies. I used to work at Blockbuster before they closed down. I used to watch oh, Blockbuster. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. You know the listeners out there like, Grandma, what's Blockbuster? <laughs> what's Blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it started with Blockbuster. No, no kids listen to the show. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody with their grandma listening to <laughs> me while it's two pages later. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> I don't think that's a new category. I right? don't think I want little kids listening to this show. <laughs> you know, we actually do have a large toddler fan base. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that your fan base? Yeah. 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 I thought okay. Ralph, they were like, Ralph, that tank. But wow, okay. Um, what I was going to ask you was, when did you realize that um, you were going to do this for sure? Like, because, you know, you, you, you start off with um, a venture like that, saying, you know, what, I'm going to start interviewing people, you know, on, on, you know, just go to the smaller cons and I'm just do this for now. When did you realize. All, all chips are down. I'm going to, you know, go full steam ahead and do this. And also, and also um, with the fact that I, I'm sure at first it had to be a lot of no's or can'ts and yes, hard to get in and stuff like that. So that had to be a bit discouraging. But Yeah, so I did stand-up comedy for seven years in Virginia. Oh, wow. I was doing a lot of the, the comedy circuit through, uh, through like Virginia, North Carolina, all the way down to Florida. And I kind of got to the top. Like, there's a circuit called the Funny Bone. And once you start hosting there, it's kind of like, 
nowhere else you can go. So once I started hosting there, and finally after two years of doing stand-up comedy, I started hosting at the major place to do comedy in the East Coast. I was like, where do I go from here? The only next step, logical, is California or New York. And since I have kids, I didn't want to move too far away from them, so New York was the logical choice. So I moved here, sold everything I owned, moved here, moved in with my sister, slept on a couch for two years. No, a year year and a half um, while I tried to find a job. It's a year and nine months and four days. (laughs) (laughs) Next on the show, we're going to have Jamal's sister. (laughs) And um, yeah, and then, and just like Mike said, Hearing rejection after rejection, literally, I got scammed by people. Like oh. people were like, "Oh, we'll, we'll do headshots," and then I'm like, "These look like headshots from high school. Like these look like high school <laughs> pictures. You know, where you put your put your hand on your chin and your smile looking sideways, right. like a yearbook photo. That's wow. not a proper headshot. You know, they got me with that. They got me with um, you know, if you invest as much money in our company, we'll represent you, and they give you like auditions that you can find on your own. So there's so many like scams you have to like figure out who's gonna scam you, who's gonna take advantage of you. There's a lot of things in this industry you have to figure out before you go full steam. So you really have to go through all the trials and tribulations. And I did for about two years. I struggled, and then once, once I got an agent, once I finally got an agent after two and a half years, then I've been with my agency for five years. And wow, and nice. That was good. Been good ever since. So, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. But but it sounds like everything that you experienced kind of helped you be, become stronger because you know. Being hungry, sit, you know, sleeping on your sister's couch, you know, mm-hmm. staying, you know, moving from somewhere where you were familiar and you already had your established, you know, your your career at. You said, okay, you know, I'm at the funny bone. You could have easily stayed there and hoped that something come to you, but you went to go out and get it, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all that all that experience you went through sounds like it's made you ready for this next step that you're going. Through. Yes, definitely ready. I'm ready for the next step. I've been through so many hardships, and I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared for ten more years of nothing. And just for that <laughs> one person to say, you know what, we, we're going to take a chance on you. We're going to give you this part. Because right. like some people, you know, you, if you have a friend that's been up for something really big. Like me personally, I've been up for my own show on BET. And it was between me and one other guy. And he got that role. And that kind of devastates you. Wow. You're like, that could have changed my life. I could have my own show on BET. I've been up for my own show on Spike TV. I've had the whole cast of Spike fly out to see me. Like the, I mean, not cast. The whole membership board of Spike, like 19 people wow. come out and see me audition for my own show on Spike. No shit. And I didn't get it. You know, oh, like, wow. yeah, I've been like for, for Blue Bloods, Law and Order, like all those shows for reoccurring roles. And I haven't got them. Oh, so I'm just waiting. Wow. But they keep giving me the opportunity. They keep saying, we're going to take a chance on this guy. Give, I mean, putting you in a room with the like millionaires, people who like have all this money that want to see they invest that money in you. That's like a, a huge, um, a huge honor for me just to be in that room. So, right. yeah. Uh, some people take that as you know what? Maybe I should quit because I'm never going to get this role. Me is like I'm just going to wait till the role I'm right for and I'll get that, or I'll create the role I'm right for, which is what I'm trying to do now. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, I was just about to say yeah. because um, it's not just um, about you going into acting. I mean, you actually forged ahead and decided to go. You know what? I'm not getting the acting role, so then I'll start making my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I started Cross TV. I literally started interviewing my friends on the couch to interviewing small-time directors to now interviewing, you know, people like um, the cast of The Walking Dead and Tom Riley um, and yeah. uh, Andrea, uh, Andrea Romano. Right. Um, oh, wow. I just had her on the show. And, you know, this summer, I mean, after this summer, I, I, was, I literally had an interview last week, which I didn't go to, <laughs> but for, with Kevin Bacon. Um, but oh. it was so much trouble. It was so much trouble. He's going to foot loose all over you. I butt. know. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I was like, I can't do this again, Mr. Bacon. I can't. I was telling his, his uh, publicist that I couldn't, I couldn't come out to, to do the interview. But it was so much trouble. It's so much to, to line up interviews, to get the camera crew, to get the sound equipment, to get everything you need there mm-hmm. that 
it's like painstaking. It's yeah. like hours and hours and hours. Well, you got hours. to meet the entire cast of Days of Future Past. Yeah, the entire cast of Days of Future Past. I'm going to state now cool. that I do not like Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we, even we, like getting secrets because when I was there, like, you know, this before it came out. So when Famka Jackson walks in the room and then um, um, Cyclops, oh. what's his name? Oh, shoot. I know his name all the time. Uh, I know his name. I can't think of it. Is it his name? something? Oh it, shoot! It oh. James but when those James, two James, walk in the James room, Marsden, James yeah. Marsden, when when Falcon Jackson and James Marsden walk in the room, you're like, you guys are in the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like, like I got to, to know the little secrets about the about the movie and stuff like that. So it's really exciting. Yeah, it's been getting getting there, getting to that point where they're inviting you to a release of a movie is yeah, really, really, really hard. And you even got a really cool signed t-shirt by everybody, didn't you? Yeah, I know. They signed, they all signed my t-shirt. Wow. Oh, even okay. Mr. Diglish put his little signature at the bottom. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, really? really you have cool. to say little signature at the bottom? Oh, um, his, um, his great big John Hancock at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. One of those. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but that's fantastic to be able to do that. Um, I mean, just the, like what, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of stars that you would love to meet, but so far, who's been like the, who's the star that you wanted to meet most that you've met so far? Oh, wow. And, I am, but, and also, who was the best person that you've met, even if it's not the same person? Like, who was like the person that was just really receptive, that was just like, you know, like the person that was just like, wow, they sat, talked, they were nice. You know, you know what? The, the same person. Oh, cool. The same person is the person I, I wanted to meet most. And the person who was amazing was... Um, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick on The oh, Walking wow. Dead. I'm a huge wow. Walking Dead fan. Right. I love The Walking Dead. And this guy was, he did not have to. He gave me like a five minute explanation. I was like, for anyone who hasn't seen Walking Dead, for like the two people out there haven't seen it, tell them about your character and tell them about what's happening. And he just sat there and was like, this and this and this. He was like the nicest guy. Oh, that is absolutely He gave me so much information. I was like, oh, I, I don't have anything else to ask you, sir. You can go <laughs> with your life now. Because it was, he was so like cool and natural. Right. Yeah. Did he and do it in an American accent? He, no, he, no. He, oh, okay. No, just double was, checking. Was <laughs> I, I was wondering if he was being Rick at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody who like my hero, like Jim Cullens, who I've like, I love Darkwing Duck and who doesn't love Winnie the Pooh. He's the voice of Darkwing Duck and Winnie the Pooh right. along with a ton of other people. Uh, he was like the nicest guy in the world, and oh, like I even said, you know, I'm geeking out. Like, could you please do like the dark and dark voice? And he was like more than happy to do it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't think he would do it. But he was like, oh, da da da. And I was like, ah, he's doing dark and dark. <laughs> so yeah, like meeting like my childhood hero, like Darkwing Duck, or meeting like Andrew Lincoln, who is on Walking Dead, which I love right now. Those are, like two of my highlights. That's of, absolutely like, great. Interviewing people. Wow, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, you say Ralph? I'm gonna have to listen to that interview because I'm I'm one of those two guys that haven't watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's right. He oh, is wow. he is one of those two people. You need to get on get on train. <laughs> yeah, on train. <laughs> no, I think Ralph is willing to stay at the stop he's at. <laughs> Unless there's a tank coming along, then I just get on the tank. Oh, there was a tank. In there the was first a tank. One. Yeah. There wasn't it the one you were turned off by. Yes, that's, it was. The, that's where the whole joke started about tanks. Yes, because Ralph's like, well, you know, it's, it, it's zombies. You have a tank. Hello, that's it. Get, you know, game over. And it's like, well. Well, you have to get gas and you have to get food. Oh, but I had pee inside the tank. I would do this. I'm like, okay. So that so from episode one, he stopped watching the wall. Yeah, and by the way, anyone who's ever been in Ralph's car also knows that he pees inside the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just tanks. Oh, that's why the rug has that squishy feel to it. <laughs> it's not memory foam that he keeps telling you. <laughs> The, right. That tank in Walking Dead, by the way, had that guy, that really famous oh, it, actor, yeah, it had, um, star. He's, oh, I'm he's, trying um, to think his name. Was it Sam? Is I it? always forget that guy's name. But wait. he's a really, really famous actor. It was just in that one scene that was supposed to have this huge role in wait, Walking Dead. Wait, was it Dead. the wait? Is, is it he's the guy? Star Destroyer from Star Wars? 
Like if you if you played the Star Wars games, he oh, was like, yeah, that that's right, yeah. The guy like was Darth Vader's secret apprentice. Oh wait a minute, I thought it was the guy that was on Being Human. Yep, that guy. Yeah, yeah okay, was, the guy, right. The guy that was um that played um, in Smallville, he played the monster. He yep, played, yeah, he, he played, played Doomsday. Um, Dark, no, 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 not Doomsday. 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 Doomsday, right? It's Sam somebody, isn't Sam it? Somebody. He was in it. that yeah. first episode. Yeah, and when of you, if you go back and watch it, you're like, because he's all made up in the zombie makeup, <laughs> right. but you're like, holy shit, because he was supposed to get a backstory, a huge role. Yeah, he's supposed two. to. Have, yeah, he's yeah. supposed to have gotten a backstory or something. Yeah, Samuel Witter. Yeah, he's got enough. Damn yeah. And by the way, anyone anyone that has not watched Being Human, the American one, watch it. It's over. It's great. Yes. And if you decide to watch the British one, watch only the first two and a half years mm. of it. It's excellent. The first two and a half years after that, it just falls down. Being Human, that was on Sci-Fi, right? Yes, uh, sir. It's originally BBC first, like everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. we talked about Sci-Fi. And you go, Sci-Fi has good shows, Being Human. And I'm like, uh, Being yeah. Human was excellent. There's like three shows on Sci-Fi that are good. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah, we just proved that immediately. <laughs> Eureka, Warehouse 13, Being, Being Human, Human Bitten. Bitten was is incredible. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen... Um, uh, Joy Killers, I think it's called. I haven't watched it, it yet. Or Killjoys. Killjoys. It just Killjoys. started, yeah. but I haven't watched it yet. And Dark Matter, you seen that one? No, no, those are the two ones that have just started That's recently. I haven't watched it. And then, of course, they had the whole Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could keep going on. Oh, In wait, your face, wait, wait, Ralph. Ralph, you watch Eureka? Yeah. You know the light-skinned older black lady? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. You're talking about the star, the one that's on uh, Stitches? Yeah. Yeah. That, she was. That the voice. show isn't very good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but she was the voice of um, in. The show Gargoyles, the cartoon Gargoyles. Oh, she was, I did no know that. I looked that up. I really? did look Gargoyles. That up. I did not I know that. Years ago, because she is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I think in the real life actually she looks like her too. Yep. And yep. I think in real life she yep. actually had she was pregnant during um, Eureka, and you know she gotten a little you know gained a little weight as you would as you're getting yeah. pregnant stuff like that. And she didn't she really lost lose it for stitches. She didn't lose it that much for mm-hmm. the show. I mean, she still. I mean, that doesn't make you not beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's just that it changed her look a little bit. She, yeah, she's lost it all. She looks almost just, identical, yeah. and it's been ten years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She looks. She's a yeah, really she's, beautiful woman. Yeah. Tell me, you interviewed her. I did not. Aww. Soon. Soon. <laughs> I always, whenever I, I interview a beautiful lady, I always say, will you marry me? That's like one of my, that's like one of my things I do. Like, I've asked so many women. Like, I'm like, I want to interview Halle Berry because I want to see what you said. <laughs> so I want to ask Halle Berry to marry She's going to hit you with a car. <laughs> Damn. And then, and then drive off. <laughs> wow. You just can't hit people with a car and get away with it anymore, huh? <laughs> I, she's not famous enough anymore. <laughs> I'm going to change my stance now because after we started talking about certain celebrities, I noticed we were all geeking out. So I'm going to take a different position and be like, okay. Right. <laughs> be real chill. You know, the, the, the chill geek out. I'll be the chill geek out. Inside, right. you're just freaking out. Yeah. Right. It's, like, it's like when you see that girl in class and, you know, everybody's, you know, like trying to talk to her and, you, and you're like, right. you know, let me chill. All right. Let me, let me chill. I, it's not me. No. Um, <laughs> So now, okay. So when we've talked about Couch TV, so that's kind of more of your past and, and still a little bit of the present. Mm-hmm. But now, what are we looking at in the future? Good question. So in the future, I have three more YouTube channels coming out. Uh, three? I did I mention I don't like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're all very separate and but you know unique in their own ways. So the first one is original pranksters. We go around New York City uh, pranking people, which is really fun. Um, I'll tell you a couple of skits. One skit we have since you guys are mentioning uh, BB, the BBC Network, how they're bringing Sherlock. I have this. British friend I know, he goes around to people saying that the, the BBC is coming to New York City. They're going to film an episode of Sherlock here. They're going to film some more shows here. And we want to really get people's excitement about them coming to filming in New York. So we have, so we only get like young white girls. We, we bring them up and we have them say, tell us how much you love the BBC network. And then 
they say it and we're like, okay, no, cut it. And, I'm, and we have the director say, cut out BBC, <laughs> cut out the network. And they're like, we love BBC. And me and the other guy behind are like, with thumbs up, like, yeah. Oh my God. And they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> oh my God. Now, now, when you do those kind of things, then, like, do you have to tell people afterwards that they're going to be fine? Oh, like, yeah. you have to get them signed off? Because I'm not, not going to make money off of it right now. Okay. So we don't have to tell them. We have to get them signed. Oh, wow. You, have to oh, you only have to, you only have to get somebody signed something you're making a profit off. Oh, oh wow! Or if they can find you, so good luck. <laughs> they can find you. Either one, <laughs> and then another one is like Dwayne Reed. My the one my favorites is Dwayne Reed, where we set up a table outside of Dwayne Reed, and when people come out, we ask them about their experience, and I'm dressed in a, in a suit. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Dwayne Reed. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I was like, how'd you like my store? They're like, you don't exist. And then I have another person come. <laughs> have another person come back and say, oh my God, Dwayne Reed, can I get a picture? And then they really start believing no. that I'm Dwayne Reed. And they have these long conversations about how they've shopped in my store. It's amazing. You guys have got to Here's a question for you. For prank, I mean, for prank shows, we usually watch the end result of somebody getting caught out there. Has there ever been an awkward moment where the person already knew what was going on? And how did you react? Mm, and how did you like work on that? Not yet. There hasn't been something where people have noticed because we were really good at hiding cameras. See, I used to, if you guys have seen the MTV show Bowling Points, remember that show yes. Bowling Points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, there's a main guy on Bowling Points. He had glasses. He had a big beard. Yes. He was the main guy. He was one of the producers, and he actually was on the show as well. Me and him did our own show for MTV. Uh, it was a, we did a pilot for MTV. It was called um, um, People. It was like reactions. We had like loose titles, but we went around pretending to be. And he had already got fame from Bowling Point, so he couldn't go around anymore. So I, he was a camera guy, and I was a guy pranking people. And when we did that, no one ever figured out. We just have ways. We had to sit on a bench with a long lens and cover it up with a jacket. Nobody really knows their own camera. There's ways to do it where if you set up the mic correctly and you had the cameraman far enough away, use a long enough lens. People have no idea that you're pranking them. That's amazing. Wow. That's great. And that people is. walked away saying, thank you so much, Mr. Reed. I really appreciate everything you do. I'm like, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> My father would be so proud when he started this It's great. The they, best thing is if you're ever pulling a, a prank, another prank, and somebody comes up to you, hey, Mr. Reed, good seeing you around here. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one coming up. It's, it's the tickets. If you guys have ever rode the Jersey Transit, you have the guy coming around clicking the tickets. Yes. Right. We're about to film that one where we have a subway car full of our people and then one person gets on. This is really late night. One person gets on. And then the, the, the ticket guy comes and clips everybody's tickets. And then the person's like, hold on, I want a subway. Where's your ticket? Sorry, I have to get off the next hour. So we're going to, that's what we're filming next is, that is the perfect. subway ticket. Now, now, I mean, especially like something like that where now you're dealing with like the New York City subway ride and stuff like that. I Do know. you ever like worry about someone like just kind All of, the time. you know, like things <laughs> really going like. Not finding this funny, or or, or, even, or even yeah. if they believe it, like now starting to get like nasty because it's like, well, I paid to get on here, you know? right? Right. Yeah, there, there are some outtakes that I have right. that aren't funny you- at all. Someone <laughs> took it way too seriously, right. or after a while, like <laughs> that they would say something isn't right about this. I'm going to walk away. So yeah, there, there's a couple like okay. that. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. So now you said that's number one number out one, of three. Um, now what's two out of three? Two out of three is is um, a movie channel. So it's going to be like couch TV movies. It's going to be where me and a bunch of actors in New York City just make short films. I, I've always loved filmmaking. I just want to make short films. Just okay. make sure I, I'm writing a lot of scripts. I'm just going to start making short films about different 
things that happen in New York City, different things that we can film on a budget. Right. So mm-hmm. this, it just literally is just me working with my friends in New York City, okay. and hopefully, you know, you three will be on. I can because I just yeah. uh, unlimited movies that I want to film. So I, oh, I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready for my close up. There, yeah, <laughs> cameos. All right, Denzel, calm down. <laughs> calm down Denzel. But now, when you say short, are you talking 10, 15, yeah, 30? Like ten, fifteen, thirty? Yeah, ten minute long. Okay, that sounds awesome, okay. especially yeah, yeah. because I mean, I remember when IFC the channel first came out. It was totally, you know, leaning towards the independent market. But now it's gotten so commercialized. Yeah. You know, now they show all these movies that you can catch on HBO and on Stars. That well, they're just like, independent made. That's usually the only catch now about their movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but when it first started, it was a lot. I mean, oh, it was really indies. It, it was, was really indies. like independent stuff that you wouldn't like. Even the Sundance Channel used to show a lot more obscure stuff. Yeah. So to hear that that's coming out, that's fantastic. And about a two yeah. month turnaround. Every two months, another film will come out. And especially oh, if you're talking about young people, you know, young um, young. With, people with new ideas and doing short films that sounds fantastic is there any particular are, are you taking i mean obviously you'll select which ones you want on there but is there only is there a particular theme you're looking for like is it, is it new york based mm. theme is it horror is it comedy is it drama is it There's whatever no it's just as it's, long as you guys just decide you kind of like yeah, it. as long as we know we can like as long as we get the budget as long as we know we can make it within a certain budget yeah okay. it's fine oh, oh that's i'm sorry i'm misunderstanding so are you looking to make these or are you also yeah no we're gonna film to them. submit i'm getting I'm, we're gonna get a, uh, the whole crew like okay. ever the whole crew and cast can be put together by myself and okay. team yeah, but then yeah. are you looking for people also to submit their own shorts to you or something kind like that? of or not i mean not, if not i could put my input on it because okay. there is like a certain tone that we want. Oh, like, okay. Even okay. with comedy, like no matter what, if it's comedy, drama, action, there's a certain tone that we want. It oh, to okay. Be at. So okay. Because mainly because I want to edit it. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't trust the editor. <laughs> 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 that's just that's just my ego. Just Jamal like, Stone, the Ed Norton of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. There you go. Very cool. So now, the, and uh, what did you say this one would be called? Or this one's like, it's like Couch TV movies. Okay. It's just like literally an ex- expansion of Couch TV, just doing, right. doing films. All right. So now what's three of three? The third one Uh-oh. is what I'm most proud of. It's um, something I've been developing with YouTube. It's called Let's Go. And it's the, it's the first of many of a new kind of entertainment on YouTube. So the way YouTube is made up is you go, you watch a video, right? Right. But there's never been... A, like an adventure on YouTube where you can actually sit down and get like an hour, two hours of entertainment if you want it. If you don't want it, you don't have to stay. If you want it, you can stay. And we've, me, I've literally came into the YouTube spotlight. I've spent a lot of time at YouTube offices here in New York and we've came up with this idea that you can kind of choose your own adventure and choose the way you want to go. Uh, based on a show on YouTube. It's so hard to explain without giving too much of it away. I was just trying about to, to say, I know that you can't say too much <laughs> about it, unfortunately. It. But it's, it involves Legos. It involves Legos. Ima- imagine if you watch a YouTube video. Just imagine you watch a YouTube video, and on the video, there were two people to shoot. So when you watch a YouTube video, you'll see like he's going to shoot his dad or his mom. But what if you could decide who he shoots, and then you could see oh. what happens, what the outcome so is it's kind of like those books. I was just those books. books from back in the day where yeah. you would like turn to page two if you shot the dad, turn to page ten go. if you shot the mom. Imagine kind of those kind of books. Okay, on film. That's on now, wouldn't that be? A, it's not a lot of filming. I mean, it's I, a lot of yeah, work. Because I mean, obviously, which you have is, to you have two different takes now on whatever the next part of that adventure would be, or mm-hmm. something. Which is why we decided to call it Let's Go. At first, it was called GI Joe Go because we were going to use GI Joe action figures, but <laughs> apparently, but now, GI, but now that Snake Eyes is dead, and your major character Serpentor. Yeah, your active figures were the most flexible and they were the most they're easiest to work with, but they're impossible to find nowadays. So Let's Go is based on Lego and the whole thing is based on Legos. I was gonna do it with real actors, 
But it's just the filming time would take a year to do, and I don't right. want to put this out in a year. I want to put it out in six months. Right. So we're going to do it with Legos, with wow. little Lego characters. It's going to be stop motion. It's going to be really cool. Very stop good. motion. Weren't yeah. we just talking about that, Ralph? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I yeah. love I love stop motion, except for like when I've seen it done, and I'm like, I don't know if I have that much patience. It's a lot of patience. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like I was about to say. It's move, click. Yeah, move, I was just click, about to say. It's just yeah, it's very time consuming. Yeah, but that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, let's just say if things go full steam ahead, when are we looking for a turnaround time? Uh, about seven months from now. Wow, that'd yeah. be fantastic. So seven. early next year. So I can, so if I can start getting my Lego look going, I might be able to get on that one too. <laughs> yeah, not blocking. I do need a lot of voices for this thing. So, oh, so, then, yeah. I'm definitely on that one. Oh my, I'm definitely goodness. on that one. And me too. <laughs> and me boss. And me boss. And me boss. Uh, you, you took my line. <laughs> I had to steal something. <laughs> That is absolutely fantastic. Um, that's a lot. To, that's a lot to do. What kind of spare time do you have? I man? don't have spare time. I do not. Between, <laughs> he has spare time yeah. for Meanwhile Twenty Two. That's there you go. and time. that's the most important thing. <laughs> and, and may I throw out? Because I know you had another project that you're working on. Is kind of mm. in the midst. They're always mm. my favorite thing we talk about <laughs> when we're at work. Tell me what's up with Sherlock Homeboy. So Sherlock Homeboy is the black Sherlock Holmes. Finally, Sherlock has come back to black. No, he's, um, Sherlock's back. He's Sherlock, black. He's back in Watson black. is confused. <laughs> so Sherlock Homeboy is about, the, it's actually in the Sherlock continuity. I've kept it in that. I didn't create a whole new Sherlock Homeboy. The, he is related. He is a great, great, great nephew of Sherlock Holmes. And wow. So Sherlock now, at some point had sex. There you go. At <laughs> some point in his old life, he had sex and he had kids. But no, no, no. no. It's, he's a nephew. Oh, he's a nephew. His brother. He, ah. They are Minecraft oh, he's, kids. He's, Minecraft. He's, yeah. Minecraft's his Minecraft. Oh, They're his kids. That's even better. Um, and he has the same name. So this is like fourth generation, present day New York City, same name. He's a private detective. His brother, Watson. His brother's Watson. He's a cop. And his brother is had some trouble with the police force that you don't really know yet. But he brings his Sherlock on whenever he gets a serial killer. So basically hunt down serial killers. So whenever somebody kills three people, they're a serial killer. Um, that's, that's one of those cop things. And he brings them in. So the first episode, episode zero, which we film now, he's coming into the second murder of, of this series of serial killings. And the reason why he brought him in for the second, not the third, is because these are really weird. And the new killers that are coming into town are based on characters of fiction and characters of history. So the first person we're chasing now is like Jack the Ripper. Okay. So wow. he like spells, he rips your guts out. Right. He spells your name in blood and has all these essence of Jack the Ripper. Well, are so, you going to go back, um, just kind of curiosity for this, are, are you, since you're moving Sherlock Holmes forward by saying he's a descendant, are you going to say that this is just a copycat Jack the Ripper or, are you, or is this the first Jack the Ripper that's ever been? This is the first Jack the Ripper that's ever been in this oh, okay. universe. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's never been, a, oh, very interesting. Because, I mean, well, in the original Sherlock, he, he, Hunts down Jack Yeah, hunts around right. down Jack So this is like maybe a decision. I haven't really explained how this ties into the original. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing that together okay. as we go. Now, but he does have a pocket, a really, my only cool, really cool set piece is a really, really old 100-year-old pocket watch okay. that belonged to Sherlock Holmes. Right, to his that, uncle. Yeah, it belonged to his uncle, yeah. Now, <clears throat> and I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about how I'll feel about what the answer will be if it's a positive answer. Okay. Um, since they're all descendants, are we going to have a descendant of Moriarty? <laughs> well, I <can't. laughs> I'm nervous about that answer already. I'm like, are we going to have a descendant of Moriarty? <laughs> so the Moriarty thing, I'll try to. I've, I've been keeping you under wraps. All I can say is Moriarty might be in it. There might be a Moriarty esque character, and he might be somebody really, really famous. So that's oh, all okay. I'll say about. Wow, that. Yeah. it could be me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, I said He's, famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm just I'm very I'm very surprised how 
you're able to juggle all this stuff and be able to not have bags under your eyes. You mm. look fantastic. I I it's, it's I moisturize. I moisturize. Meaning he cries at night, going, "I need more time." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I was and I was about to say, "Oh, try having a kid," but you have kids, so I mean, <laughs> you've been yeah. you've been on the road already. Two, right? Two, two daughters. Yep. Yeah. Two daughters, two little oh girls. Oh he got goodness. you beat, Cap. He does got me beat. <laughs> wow. That is, it really is an amazing amount of stuff to go through, and uh, it's just like you know, you're, you're the fact that you decided to start living the dream instead of watching it go by. Mm-hmm. You know, which many of us are guilty of. You know, I mean, you know, we finally got podcasts going a couple of years ago. You know, um, definitely, I still have a lot more dreams. I need to start going there. I'm gonna have to start finding my inner Jamal. I think. <laughs> <laughs> is your sister's couch still open? Uh, <laughs> it seems to be the place that we start. Yeah, it's a good I don't know. Point. <laughs> Here's the phone call. Ring, ring. Jamal, why do I have a random Spanish bald guy on my couch? <laughs> and why are the two other guys waiting after him? <laughs> the tall black one said he's setting up numbers for next. <laughs> but wow, Jamal, that sounds really exciting, man. I, I, I mean, good luck with everything, man. Well, thank you, thank you. But you're sticking around to talk about Jurassic. Um, world, I wouldn't miss it. That's right. I wouldn't miss All it. Right. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, and, and mind you, everybody understand something that Mike, Jamal, and I know each other from you know the other place that that, that I work and. Um, I always hear these debates all the time, so for the first time, you'll be able to hear it on, you know, on a recording instead of, you know, just hearsay. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, after I grab some pizza, and I promise, Mike, it's not your slice. No, oh, finally. <laughs> Hi guys. This Hi is, guys. This the? is that diva Gigi <sighs> telling you the meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, crew wants to hear what you think. Was there something you want the crew to bring up? Did they mess up? Did someone talk too much? Let your voice be heard and hit them up on their Facebook page. Name? Well, meanwhile, 22 pages later. Duh. You can also tell your friends to check out their episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. Wasn't this my commercial? (laughs) No, I'm here. I'm boss. Now back to the show. You can't put that commercial on so loud because it scared the shit out of me. I thought she was here. (laughs) I've, I've had her on for two shows in a row. I was like, okay, I get a break from her. For one week, and you just scared the shit out of me. Oh, that's that's just to remind you that she still exists. No, so she's everywhere. <laughs> she's she, what was it? She, she, she pays shadow nose. <laughs> she pays me to make sure that you remember. <laughs> well done. All right, welcome back, everybody. So now we're at the second half of the show, and now we're going to talk about, like I said, love. I'm glad Jamal's on because we're going to talk about um, the latest ed- uh, edition of the Jurassic Park World or J- Jurassic Park movies called Jurassic World. And with a synopsis, so I don't give so much away, because he'll beat the shit out of me, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. It's a lot of shit to beat out of him. Oh, here we go. (laughs) All right. Jurassic World is the 2015 popcorn thriller from Universal Studios. The motion picture was directed by Colin Trevorrow from a screenplay written by Trevorrow, Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, and Derek Connolly. The movie has enjoyed worldwide success and has broken several records, including biggest opening in North America and highest grossing worldwide. Because the film was released in most markets simultaneously, it became the first to gross more than $500 million in its opening weekend. Despite Jurassic World's impressive numbers, the film's critical reception has only ranked 71% on Rotten Tomato and 59 out of 100 on Metacritic. So now time for a synopsis. In a world where everything is either a remake or rehash of an original, comes the fourth installment to the Dinosaurs Are Back franchise. Jurassic World is the ADHD-suffering direct sequel to 1993's Jurassic Park. There are gentle dinosaurs and action. Dangerous dinosaurs, 
and action. Hybrid dinosaurs <laughs> and action. And even bullshit train dinosaurs and action. <laughs> but between all the action is what some call writing, but most often smells like dino poop. Witness an un- unspecified special needs younger brother and his playering got no game older sibling <laughs> finally bond as they race through a prehistoric wonderland term theme park with human kibble. Real from the over-the-top stereotypes of the cold, sterile, uptight businesswoman that never made time for love, but will find it rescuing her nephews that she barely knows or really cares about. Be amazed as our high-strung heroine finds romance and adventure with the maverick man's man that refuses to bow to conformity, yet is always right about everything simply because he's cool and lives in a rundown mobile home on the grounds of a state-of-the-art mega-complex. <laughs> it's a summer spectacular that delivers the CGI, but could have used a little bit more IQ. As the film itself states, the public doesn't want substance, it just wants bigger, sharper teeth. All right, the movie is starring Chris Pratt as Owen, Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire, Vincent D'Onofrio as Hoskins, Ty Simpkins as Gray, Nick Robinson as Zach, Omar Sy as Barry, B.D. Wong as Dr. Henry Wu, Irfan Khan as Simon Masrani, and the only two people you'll actually like, Lauren Lapkus as Vivian and Jake Johnson as Lowry, the two tech workers. <laughs> the only two people you'll like. Wow. If, Our, if you look, you know, if you look closely in that scene where they're in there, really close, you'll see Ralph the Tech. Really? Yeah. No, not anyone. Anyway. Because <laughs> that movie took a lot of planning. Let's get right to it. Let's go. Ouch. Yeah. You know what, Cap? You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you too. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to it. Jurassic World. And usually, I don't usually ask these questions during reviews anymore, but I'm going to ask it. I feel like Mike's got a whole bunch of stuff he doesn't like. So let's ask, what do we like about the movie? Uh, what's not to like? I mean, come on. The movie was incredible. Wow. Okay, incredible? Why? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to shoot down what you're saying. Right. I'm going to say why. I'm Visually, why. it was amazing. Absolutely, I agree. Oh, start CGI to finish. was great. Yes, it was incredible. It was seamless, too. You could tell, like, even though most of it was pretty much green screen. You can tell like the actors really worked hard on, on making sure that the timing was right and when they were acting with the animals. And, and then what, what, what really made it for me was Chris, uh, Chris Pratt. Because, uh-huh. you know, like he, he plays like this ex-Marine kind of guy. And it's like the way that he, he, like, he shows it almost like he really cares about the dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. And it really shows. And he, he relays that to the audience. And just the, the quick action that he, um, the quick action scenes that he has. And then like, the little funny quips that he makes, like that he does, and it's it's really cool. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. And then um, even like the whole like theme park thing about the the about the theme park, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well <laughs> said. Uh, well said. That, that was well, the whole thing, <laughs> do, do, you, do you want to write it down? Do you want to press pause and write it down? No, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Right, so here we go. So the whole thing that was the theme park. It was just, it brings out that childhood like wonder from you. Like okay, you're seeing it from like the first time again. You know, because I saw the original Jurassic Park. And like when even the first scene where they they're in the monorail and they're like if you look closely in the front you'll see the doors from the original park and then you see that and I'm like holy shit those are the doors from the original theme park and then the scene where they rediscover the old park you know there's mm-hmm. like holy shit you know and then you see the the, the Rex coming out you know yeah. when it destroys the the, the the skeleton that's a scene from the original movie too so you yeah. like it, it brings you back it brings you back to some good yeah. times when they showed the, the doors from the old uh, theme park I was just so excited because I was hoping they were going to open and show the old movie but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there we go shots fired damn is this supposed to be the thing you like Mike come on but, uh, um, I mean I like the CGI and I mean the action was really good I mean the action was it was very good um, it was just a lot of it um, it was really good action and it looked good I mean it's, to me it's very much the usual it's if that's not working in the movie I mean we don't have a problem you know? right um, the dinosaurs look great. 
you know, they didn't you know do anything. They didn't look any better. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I think they did say that. I don't. I doubt they used as much puppetry as the original movie, but they did say they did use like you know puppetry and animatronics yeah. as well as CGI, which of course is what helps keep it from looking so fake and floaty. You know, which I'm very happy they went that right. way instead of cheaping it out like most things do. You know, All right, but Jamal. Huh. Uh, aren't you supposed to hit the spoilers button? Right? Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> we got an avid listener here. Oh. This so leave Ralph alone. Yeah, I, I quit. Ralph I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness we had a guest on here to remind Ralph what he's supposed to be up to. That's right. <laughs> so now that, now that we said the spoiler button. My goal today is to, to convince Mike that this is a fantastic movie. I will convince you now. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, it's I, three, oh, two, one. Grab, right. grab some chips. This is going to be a long one. I, I ha- hold on. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, maybe 18 reasons that are not. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on. Might be a little hard to thought. <laughs> so, let me tell you why I love this movie. Because, you know how you, you see like a, a big, fat comedian, and he keeps talking about how he's big and fat. And you like him more because he talks about his flaws. Right. It's like if somebody can admit what's wrong with them, you, you, you're like, oh, right. that's a really good guy. That's kind of how this movie was. When you think about it, this movie said... The first park idea was a bad idea. People got killed. There's no way we're going to reopen this unless some crazy billionaire puts money into it and wants to do it. We're not going to put Raptors or the T-Rex because before it was like all electronic. Electronic gates, electronic everything. The power shut down. Everybody dies, right? Yeah. So now they have plexiglass, like this thick, huge, bulletproof glass that no dinosaurs can get past. So they like saw the flaws of the first movie and were like, we're going to fix it. And I mean, in, in the, the movie world, it's like right. we're going to fix these right. problems. We're not going to put the raptors miles away from people. We'll put the new dinosaur miles away from people. None of these will be near people, so no one can get killed. And then they didn't expect the dinosaur to be so smart. So that's kind of a whole... Less than 30 minutes later, <laughs> their well-thought plan <laughs> proved wrong. Well, that's because there were other forces working behind the right. scenes. Well, well, there was other forces working behind the scenes in the first movie. What, what gets me, though, with this one, is, and it is like what you said, that they're like, well, we saw the flaws of the first one, so yeah, we don't want like just to have these walls up and have people driving around. What we're going to do is put them in little plastic bubbles and have them drive directly through the dinosaurs. <laughs> nice dinosaurs, <laughs> Those were all herbivores. herbivores yeah. yeah. So no, but, I mean, but my point, though, is it's just like, but well, we saw that that also didn't work. What happens if the bad ones get out? <laughs> of course, that will never happen like it did in the first movie. I mean, and in 30 minutes of this one. <laughs> technically, they were outsmarted by the way. Who, they just didn't have yeah. any communication. They should have said, hey, guess what, guys? This bad dinosaur has a PhD. They, yeah. Nobody told them that. <laughs> if they had known that, they would have prepared. But nobody's prepared for that yeah, thing. Like, oh, by the way, it has superpowers. You know, it could change yeah. its color. It could hide from infrared. No one knew that. It's pretty smart. So you should, you should no, but they, the but they already knew that it was dangerous enough that it killed its its sibling and was that dangerous. I'm like, so what were you going to do? I mean, you have it hidden in foliage. The only way people were going to see this dinosaur was if you brought them near it, hmm. which is just like the first movie. I'm sure like, they like, transport it. They're probably going to transport well, it, I mean, put right. it in case. I know what I mean is I'm not saying that they're going to walk into it. What I'm saying, though, is that just like the danger of the Tyrannosaurus Rex in the first movie, that's pretty much what you have to do with this one like you need to get them near the dinosaur the tra- the tra- he remember he was in an enclosed cage right he was living happy in there yeah. he was smiling and everything she. walking around he was smiling. oh she, she they're all she was happy yeah. yes well that's right that's right yeah. i mean i i so you oh, i'm sorry so but so you're saying that what you liked about it though, was that it felt like that they tried to address the first movie yeah, a little bit more part two and, and three like the lost world and Jurassic Park three did, weren't, weren't, didn't feel like sequels because they didn't even talk about the first part they just yeah. talked about oh, well no no it does actually because remember if um 
in two, it opens up with uh, John Hammond calling. Um, I can't think of the uh, Jeff Goldblum character's name. Mm. He called him to the house because he was removed as CEO of the company right, right, right. because of what happened in the first because movie. That, yeah, and yeah, remember, yeah. those two and three take place on the second island. On the second island, yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, so this they did address like, it, but they just back yeah. on the island. Well, with yeah. The first well, this isn't. Or... This is a. It's considered a direct sequel direct to the first, sequel one, the first one. Oh, that is over twenty-two years later. I mean, they are addressing because they even said that it was over mm-hmm. twenty years ago. It's just that the other two happen. They just didn't talk about him in his movie. They're just saying the other two happened, but they were adventures on the other island. Right. So this is a direct sequel. You know, that's the way that they're saying the movie history goes. You know? And when I first saw the trailer with the new dinosaur, I was like, okay, why? There's so many dinosaurs they haven't used. Why create one? And then the movie, they say that too. Chris Pratt kind of says that. There's a lot of dinosaurs. Why do we create one? Like, you don't need to do that. Like, we're in Verizon. Like, we're going to sponsor right. Verizon. <laughs> it was like, really cool how they even acknowledge there's no point in making a new dinosaur. It's a bad idea. And it was a bad idea. It's right, kind of like they, they were self-aware. That's why right. I like well, the movie. But they're self-aware, though. And, and it's true. There was self-aware about that and how they were addressing with commentary, like I even said in the synopsis, about, like, you know, the public just wants bigger, sharper teeth. But, like, it's their commentary didn't go anywhere. It's just kind of like the shoe thing. It's like, yes, you, you're self-aware and you've made your commentary, but making commentary and doing something about it is two different things like like in other words it's basically them going this is a really bad idea isn't it yes <laughs> so then why are we doing it? <laughs> <laughs> like in other words it's if, if, you're, if you're admitting it's a bad idea then we should be going but these are the steps we've taken it's like this was a bad idea and it was <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to take a deeper take but i was going to say but you know you you talked about um the fact that they're saying this is a bad idea, but do you think it's a message to the public? You know how how, how some movies have like a moral or how, how they have like an underlying theme, and maybe they're saying that you know what, maybe it's not about you know. I just lost my train of thought. I, I think I think what you're saying is what. See, the first movie was a man with good intentions right. did not foresee the inevitable. Hmm. Um, this movie was big corporations are greedy, which is Th- thank you, which yes, is thank you, which yeah. is. <laughs> Oh, original, <laughs> you know, it's such a tired theme that they didn't improve upon. You know, I, I thought the moral was don't trust mad scientists in a lab and giving them all the power. And well, that's part of the big corporations that oh, are okay. evil because the corporation would have InGen is going to get more money from these dinosaurs, which was actually part of the second movie. To you use know? them as war for war. Well, that that's the other scary part. Like you know, so of, of the many things I've written down here, so I'm like, so you have. Somebody wants to use the raptors in war situations. These are the same raptors they can't control now. Which because it also brings it back to the other problem point, which is Chris Pratt's character can barely control those raptors. Which of course immediately listen to his every word later on in the film, which made no more sense. But but you know, so like I'm like, so you're going to use these for military purposes and you can't control them. What in the what this makes no sense. Like like that felt very like let's prove how evil corporations can be by throwing in the military use for it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not reasonable. It, it felt like they just threw in every stereotype about like businesses and military and heartlessness that we've seen a billion times, but this time they threw it in without the logic wrapped into it. I feel like, and I didn't want to go to the bad stuff. I wanted to talk about the good stuff, but I'll jump on I, that. We may have reached the end of the good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a couple of good things. I mean, but what, but I'll jump on to the whole thing you're talking about, and I'll say that's the problem with the movie. A lot of things were very contrived. Yeah. A lot of things were very old school themes. You know, like like you said in the synopsis. You know, the the, the rebel who doesn't listen to authority but is already right. The 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 female who has uh, no heart because she's cold and she has no feeling for animals, and then she starts feeling a little bit more towards the middle of the movie right. magically you know all these themes are things that you can see where the movie is going because we've seen this 500 times before 
and I didn't want to go to the bad stuff. I'm warning the audience. I didn't want to go here, but Mike brought it up. Oh, let's go back to the good then. <clears throat> well, that got, it got okay. quiet. It, no, okay, no, no, visual, visually it was stunning. Right. The one thing I'll say, and I, damn, I don't want to say bad things, but don't don't watch it in 3D. Don't no, watch it, it is a waste of money in 3D. In, in, like, like what made me angry was that even the um, the big moment, like when they they opened the the doors on the suite, which showed the panorama of the part. It was flat, and we saw it in 3D. By the way, yeah. it you was. There is no flat. three to that yeah. 3D. It was all D. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow! Oh, it was please, just please press the. Where is it? There, there you are. Oh goodness! Took you that long. <laughs> but I mean, especially for me, who I've seen Avatar, and I always compare how good a 3D movie is by um, relating it, relating it to Avatar. Because Avatar, you felt like you could touch some of the things that were going on. Everything felt like it was right in front of you. Moments in this movie where things were jumping at you, where, where, where you were looking at, at the landscape, you didn't feel like you were immersed in the field. Yeah. And I would think, you know, with this technology, and especially with Jurassic Park, you would have figured that out by now. Yeah. And, and nobody can argue and say, oh, well, you know, the, those, those dinosaurs were, um, um, what do you call it, digitally made. So, so was Avatar. Right. Well, I mean, but digitally made would make it even easier. That's um, what I'm saying. Right. But I mean, what, what also amazed me was that if the worst thing that you can usually get out of 3D is just depth of field instead of like eye popping. Yeah. This didn't have depth of field. It felt like a flat movie, but yet I had 3D glasses on the whole time. It was really bizarre. Hmm. You know, like it, it, there was no sense of depth in the movie. I mean, it still visually was good. It's just, it, it didn't seem like 3D did anything. You know, for me, I was just so freaking immersed in the movie. I didn't even notice that the 3D wasn't working that well. Try paying yeah. for 3D. Huh? Did you pay for 3D? Yes, I was watching it. Okay, we, we were watching the 3D. And yeah. It was like, I, I paid for it with Gigi, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Damn, we could have watched this for the eight dollar matinee." <laughs> yeah, when when they showed those over, in, even in watching it in regular regular theater, when they showed those overviews of the park, the park looked terrible. I was like, well, "Did they spend any time? They spent a lot of graphics on the, on the dinosaurs, <laughs> but it looks like this park's a cartoon. It yeah, did not it, look real. Yeah, the park was not really well done. Yeah, especially when they did that one shot where there you see like the really the, the odd dome shapes yeah. of it. Yeah. It looked very much like they were just like." Anybody got anything from Johnny Quest? I know. That they didn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh any any stock you footage from what? Johnny Quest? The scene, yeah, the scene with the with the aviary where the two yeah. doctors are coming out. It right. does look like that. Yeah, it's I, it's very I, weird. I was it was like I was wrecking my brain. I'm like, where have I seen this yeah. before? Johnny Quest, Johnny Quest, <laughs> or wow. the Venture Brothers? One of the two had, had <laughs> that exact crazy. same scene. You know, but but you're definitely right. about the dinosaurs look fantastic. The dinosaurs oh, yeah. look like I mean, I. And here's the here's the thing about it. I didn't see the first three Jurassic Park. Mm. Okay, how okay. Is you're out. You're yeah, out. Of seriously, podcast. get, I, out, I, of, get I, out of here right now. I don't now. understand how that's humanly possible. I mean, everyone here has seen, except for Cap. Everyone here has seen <laughs> these movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well I've Freak. seen I've seen parts of or, Jurassic. Oh, Park. Oh, don't hand us with parts. You, oh, wait, 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 wait. We have a guy who who hates The Walking Dead. You forget? Yeah, things are possible. We're talking about Jurassic World here. We should forgive him because he does piss his pants easily with scary movies. Oh, I know. You should have seen him scream one time when this woman couldn't get the stain out of the commercial because she used new ties. Shut up. Oh, he, he was just beside himself. She'll never get that grass stain out. <laughs> grass and blood. Hard as a guy in shorts. Very hard. But but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think there, there are parts of this movie that made it enjoyable. I don't want this to be... In, on, my, on my count, I don't want it to be a slam fest. I feel like it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. You went to the movies. You had a good time. That's what it was. Yeah, there, there were scenes that did tug at your heartstrings when that dinosaur died. Oh no, it didn't. Come the on, brontosaurus? no, 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 it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. The brontosaurus. The, again, by the way, another the first bad, time you saw another, right? But another bad dinosaur. point, right? But well, that's the thing. Like they 
They tried to get a tug at the heartstrings. They didn't work because they didn't work it. They just said, hey, remember how great the brontosaurus were in the first movie? <laughs> remember that? Yeah. This is that same brontosaur. It's dead. Cry. And <laughs> Cry. it's like, no, I'm not. We didn't see it until now. And also what got me with that, which is, again, one of my many points I'm going to bring, bring into this, is that John Hammond, now they, when she's talking to um, Masrani, when she's talking to the Indian investor, he says... John Hanneman left you this place, meaning like left her in charge of this place, because that's the thing too. Like first, you kind of think that she's not in charge, but you realize, oh no, she's running everything. She's just not in the CEO levels, you know. He's like, he left you this place. He's not here to protect you. Now, John Hanneman, as we all know, was the sweetest, nicest, animal-loving guy. Why would he leave this place to this cold by the numbers? Well, it just because he saw something in her, which is bull. Like to the point that when you realize that when she touches that brontosaurus. It was the first time she touched any of them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so he left you in charge of something that you've never even taken time to know anything about these animals. You're building dangerous hybrids. I'd be like, it just, that also, it's just like stuff like that that started to pull me away from the movie because I'm like, yeah, you threw in John Hammond's name. You're trying to relate it, but this doesn't make sense. Also, when you realize that she's, I mean, in the movie, I don't know her real age. She's not even that old in her real age, but in her movie, she could only be in her late 20s. Maybe she's supposed to be early 30s. This park is 22 years later like why does she know john hammond because they didn't say that they knew each other as family because again once again the story didn't decide to look at plot they just raced elements together which left hanging because i'm like well she would have been a teenager at the most when the first park opened why does he know her and trust her with this park you know it's true. Yeah, it was really just one of those weird things. Hung up on the details. Well, no, it's no, not you know details. I mean, I'm, I'm I see like them. Mike. Right, I see them when I watch it the first time. I'm like, you know, um, but my very first thing when the the, the thing opened up because Cap asked me, he goes, "Where did the movie lose you?" I'm like, in the beginning, <laughs> when when <laughs> when you have the this incredible, incredibly overprotective mother. Remember how overprotective she was. She's sending her, I think he's approximately 11-year-old, and the other boy is 16 because I know he said in two more years he'd be out of there. Right. So 11-year-old and 16-year-old sons. She's sending him to a park where people died earlier, the, mm. you know, one of the last times it was open. She's sending him to her sister that has not seen them, as they stated in the movie, in more than seven years. Right. So that's the last time she's visited the family. She could give a damn about them. She's sending them alone with them. So that I thought, okay, the sister must just be like a secretary. You know, someone that got free tickets. No, she's running the place. Why didn't you invite the whole family? You knew right. that you did not have time for these kids. Mm. Why didn't you at least one parent? Like, it just, yeah, like, one parent. That, it, yeah. it lost They're me going through a divorce. Right, but that wasn't stated <laughs> until way later to attempt to tug at a heartstring. At no point are we talking about divorce until the little brother goes, think they're getting a divorce? Where did that come that, from? Well, that was an awkward no, no, scene. No, 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 yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, the scene was all they could have done it better, but they 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 mentioned divorce when they sent them out to um to to go on the airplane. They, you know, when they when they go, or um, I think they were in the car together. The the husband and the wife had said, "Oh, this is the last time we're going to do a family uh, or a family." Uh, a, a, what is something about we're going to do something together as a family for the last time. And oh, no, that's th- true. That's, no, that is true. That, that, she that was not mentioned, yeah. but it wasn't clear that right. it was divorce. It was, it right, but else. that's what I'm saying. So that when they bring up the divorce, you're like. It just felt like, once again, we need to reach into our hat of stereotype things. And it was like, oh, they, they should be children of possible divorce. And I'm like, why? I, you know, it just, I didn't get this. So that, like I said, so the fact that, like, the whole family didn't go, which I thought would have been a much more interesting story. I mean, you know, like, okay, let's put the whole family in danger if that's the case and bring the family together that way if that's the case. You know, it was. I, I mean, you really want to bring the family together, just kill one of them off. Well, I kept, Damn. Hope, I kept hoping, but the dinosaurs moved too slow. <laughs> you know, Mike, what's really going to tug on your mind, String Mike, is how come 
the Jimmy Fallon rollerball-y thing? How come that could go off-road? Why didn't they pro- Oh, I wondered about kids, that. <laughs> you're going to put a, a, two little kids in a ball and have it go anywhere at once? That makes no sense. Yep. I was like, why yeah. is it going off-road? The moment I, it went off-road, I'm like, how could it go off-road? I mean, they don't have this thing made to only roads go on road. They didn't right. think that yeah. that hole in the fence would be there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Why would it go? You, you, you prepare for that stuff. Oh no, I've right, got right, something right, for all right. of you. Uh-oh. Hold go on, ahead. you ready for this? Uh, here we go. Remember when the what was it? The, um, what was that thing called? The Rex. Oh, the Indominus uh, Rex. Rex. When the Indominus Rex went and talked to the Raptors, they were right. like, "This they didn't tell us this thing's part Raptor." All right, so let's say I took Ralph and put him. He's human. There's humans in China. <clears> and I took it's questionable. You, <laughs> <laughs> and I put Ralph in captivity for his whole life. And then I dropped yeah. them in China. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Same thing I could thought. He kind of, could, he, could you talk to the Chinese yeah, people? It was just the, mo- the, moment he, the moment the raptor started <laughs> talking, I said to myself, because there's a raptor language. Like, like there's an innate. But there was a raptor language, No, I'm saying there's an innate raptor language that you're immediately born with somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it made no it's, sense. It's, yeah, it made no sense. Right, if that's the case, that means that we're all born knowing every single language there is that human right. beings are capable of speaking. Right. And, but it was really funny because I'm sitting next to Cat. Oh, here we go. I knew this was coming up. <laughs> He's like, they're part raptor. And you were like... And I'm like, I just looked at him. I'm like, you really didn't know that. How did you not know that? <laughs> it had longer arms. Because you know I, right? I was immersed even, in the movie. But it wasn't even just that. It was just like, you know of all the things that they were going to do. You know it had to be part Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know. I haven't watched the first three. I don't no, know. No, I just meant like watching this movie. You I, just I mean, knew. I, I had a feeling, but they didn't really allude to it. It's kind of like some of the other points they brought right, up. Because they, they just they, drop they, it they, at you. They touch it in a certain way. They touch it in a certain way. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they touch certain subjects in a certain way, like the divorce and like everything right. else, but they don't really follow through. Right. right. Oh, or the, well, my two things. Um, the, the, younger, uh, the younger brother, Greg, he's shown, and remember in the very beginning, he, he's like Mr. Knowledge. He's Mr. Trivia. Oh, that's going to be a useful plot point that, oh, that's right, it never gets used. Like, he just starts spouting out trivia, and you're like, so you just decided to make this weird, knowledgeable kid that at no point, like, in the other movies where they had, remember, it's this third movie, uh, where it's the kid that knows everything about dinosaurs. And, oh, that's actually the first and the third movie, because um, it's the first mm-hmm. one, the, the, the brother and the sister the of sister. Hammond's, uh, that there's nephews or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, he knows everything about them, but then it comes into play where they're trying to hide, and he's like, oh, that's a so and so, such and such. We need to do this. And I'm like, I kept expecting. I mean, granted, we've already seen it done, but he was just trivia man for no reason. And then my favorite one was the scene where they go into the old park. You know, now they've gone off further in the old park. The oldest boy, Zach, my favorite part is this. He can fix a 22-year-old car because he says, remember the time we helped Uncle so-and-so fix his car? <laughs> well, all they needed what to do was change the battery, maybe. Which, know, by right. the way, batteries live that long. Yeah, well, that's uh, not without a charge. No, no, no. it was the ba- they took the battery from uh, the crashed rover. Right, but he's just saying was. that it still held a charge for twenty two years that well. No, no, I mean, no, no. the battery from the car didn't hold the charge. They went and got one from a, from the newer. Cra- there was a crashed rover. They went and got the battery from that one from the yeah. new part. Uh, wait, from the there was a, cr- a rover that crashed because of the of the autonomous Rex. They there grabbed the battery from that. No, yes. no, it was two. It, it was two. It was yeah, there were just two, two cars. There were just two, two old, old cars. jeeps. All right, you guys are not paying attention. Yeah. Listen. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Rob was, was right. There was an old there rover was a, turnover. There was an old rover, right. right? Okay. And then before they got there, before they saw the place, there was a car that had crashed because you thought it was Okay, all right, all right, all right. They grabbed that battery. You follow me? No, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But suddenly, out of nowhere, I know how to fix a car. Why? Oh, remember that time we helped Uncle Sons? No, you should have told me this. In other words, all they had to say early on in the car, Zach, pay attention to your brother. The world's not all about fixing cars. Great. We've established that he knows about cars. 
In other words, it's just again. My point is not where to get the battery from. My point it was is thrown just, in, it was thrown in it because it was kind of convenient. It, kind of. It was just. I'm being nice. Right. If nothing, if nothing else, <laughs> I expected. I expected Gray to know how to do this because he's Mister Trivia. But no, it's his brother that's like, you know. And I'm like, like you've never fixed a, your uncle's car with him. Come no. on. <laughs> no, we haven't. You've never fixed your uncle's car. No, no, no. So I'm the only one that's fixed his uncle's car. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're Dominican. You fix things. That's true. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then and then you take him to the shop to get them repaired, right? <laughs> oh but, man. But then <laughs> but then I also loved. I love the the state of the art facility, where walkie talkies and cell phones don't work conveniently anywhere. <laughs> That's important, but when they need to make general phone calls, like we're coming back to you, oh, that worked just fine. <laughs> but I'm like, you're telling me you have no ability to communicate anywhere on this part of this 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 theme park reliably, right? <laughs> then uh, when you're sitting next to the mic, always prepared to listen for chuckles and and, and scoffs. That's when the scoffing happens. Oh, the very first one when they're in that when they walk into the Adominus Rex thing and they're like, I'm like, uh, I just went. You know, yeah, you know, just like you've got to be kidding me in this day and age. It's, it's because they're not sponsored by Sprint, T-Mobile, I suppose. or AT and T. That's why they were giving them not to Verizon. Yeah, AT and T paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that if they had given it to, to like Verizon or something, they would have had great service. Yeah, that one just got me. The other thing that also got me was um, uh, Maserani. He was the they said he was the world's eighth richest man, which oddly enough, I I remembered that. <laughs> you know. So what is he's like, well, we can't really, don't kill the Dominus Rex, which is now on a rampage. It's now loose. Don't kill it because it costs $26 million of an investment. You're, you're the eighth richest man in the world. $26 million versus the billions you were about to be sued for <laughs> because of the injury that is yet to come on your island. <laughs> you know? but, and, and this is the only time I'll actually defend this. But when you're that rich. Isn't ego part of part part oh, of your part of your flow, was. which is like, well, we're gonna get this under wraps, and that's twenty six million. We're not about losing money. We're about keeping keeping our investment. So therefore, we're gonna get this under control. Nobody's gonna sue me. I rather you know get this under control than than you know. Oh, no, and it's true. It is true. Yeah. But that was just one of those things that I'm like, really. Here's here's a little thought experiment for you. All right. So let's say uh, you've already created this about Dominus. Dominus. Dominus Rex. Right. How do you ensure that in the event that it does get free? It doesn't hurt anybody. Well, how do you? Yeah. How would, sure. you, how would you do it? Like, what um, would you do called it? not creating it in the first place. <laughs> no, no, no. I said, I said you've already created it. So how do you ensure that in the event that it gets out of its cage, it doesn't hurt anybody? You can't ensure that it wouldn't hurt anybody. Right, but like, I'm giving you... I, you can do whatever you want. Like give it a, like a an explosive inside its body or something. Well, I mean, again, have, like, if nothing else, you would think that the, lasers I mean, trained on well, it or I mean, something. Satellite see, locked thing, on. My it thing is for something shit. that dangerous, you would have thought that they would have put some kind of collar mechanism. I mean, their tracker is one thing that there I know it pulled it out, but you just would have thought they would have used collars on their dangerous animals or something. I, it's again, it's one of those where I was like, okay, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I, I don't know why they wouldn't, yeah. but all right, right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just it was just bizarre that way with that thing, but um. Yeah. Watching Mike go through his bad points, I feel like we're not doing a review anymore. It's kind of like Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of guess clues. What Mike didn't like about this movie? Bing, that was number five. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's one. Hey, everybody. The pterodactyls are still free. Not all of them. No, no. Remember that a pterodactyl attack? Yes, they shot down a lot of them, and then everyone flew away. They ran. I mean, the people ran away. The pterodactyls didn't go away. But as far as the film is concerned, that attack... The Raptors got bored and started watching Game of Thrones <laughs> because they were never seen ever again. The They're all loose. The <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
they, they are completely loose. Remember, everything by this point is now free on that island. Mm. The pterodactyls attacked everybody. They're still out there. And in fact, the pterodactyls know exactly where the humans are. They've watched where they ran. They're just waiting for them. So, but the movie was just like great special effect, and it was. It was a great special effect moment, not taking away from that. But then, just like with a lot of things, this movie where it just pops in, it just stopped. Like there was just, oh, they must have gotten bored and they're knitting or something now. <laughs> like I don't know what they're doing because think about this. They're sitting back and enjoying a cold. Yeah, game. because now at the end of the movie, everybody's miserable and waiting to be picked up. They're still on the island. They're still on that complex. People are just coming in on the boats. They're opening up the door. People are coming in to get them now. Where are the pterodactyls? Like, <laughs> this is fresh meat. They, like, they it, went back to the aviary. They said, fuck that. They got but, tranquilizer yes, guns, man. They, I'm not dealing with that. The pterodactyls, the raptors, the T-Rex, and other things. Everything is now free. But these people are wandering into this island. That just, They're going there because the free dinosaurs have just murdered a bunch of people. They're going in like, oh, thank God you found your luggage. We're now picking you up at the airport. Like, no one had <laughs> concern in the least of being attacked. Oh. <laughs> you know. Well, can we talk about my favorite character? Oh, what's your favorite character? Double champagne guy. We're like, <laughs> double champagne guy. Uh, 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 I love that guy. My hero. He was not dropping that champagne for nothing. No, that was the funniest thing. When he got I think I turned to you. I'm like, yes. he's not going to spill that drink. Yes. He was like, I paid for this. This did not come with the ticket. Pterodactyls, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Throughout all, this, throughout all this talk, Nobody has still mentioned the big elephant in the room. You mean her heels or the big? There we go, the heels. Oh, 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 that's in there. That, now it was again the the, the self reverent part where they talked about her heels. That was funny and it was mm-hmm. timely because it was so funny. Right before he commented about her ridiculous shoes, I said to myself, "Wow, she's running around in ridiculous shoes." And he says that great. <laughs> she should have taken them off. Mm-hmm. The fact that they left them on because oddly enough. I have heard lots of people that are not even like me. People that are like, oh, this movie's perfect. And then you mention a fallacy. Yeah. They're like, well, except for her shoes. Like, I'm like, yeah, it was funny that you mentioned it, but then you left her in it, which made no sense that she could still run around in it. And then the end all, when she outran a T-Rex, T-Rex. in her heels. heels. Fuck you. I even turned to the cap. I said, by this point, if she had just jumped up high on a statue and rode the T-Rex in like it was a horse, <laughs> I would have <laughs> been okay. I, I would, by that. this point, I would have been like, fine. I'm, I've accepted whatever you're going to tell me by that point. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, my, my, I had pro- my problem was with just her, you know, now becoming this, you know, fearless thing. Right. And then, you know, from somebody who's never touched the animals and now somebody thinking, I'm going to go down and get the T-Rex. The only way I would have believed that scene where she goes to the T-Rex cage and she's got the flare in her hand and it's an upward shot of her legs is if a turd would have fell down out, out between her <laughs> legs. Because I would have been shitting a brick if you said, hey, Cap, could you go and get the T-Rex? Fuck no. Could you please? I, I would be... Yeah, see that that last scene would have made more sense to you if you had watched the original. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Not the whole part of her getting the heels and everything, but just the loosing of the T Rex and having the T Rex fight the new one. Well, yeah, I mean that part is fine, but bro, that's not the issue I had. The issue I had was oh, and I just ignored everything that you said. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was her outrunning a T Rex and being brave enough to open the gates to it? By the way, which could have been done in a different. I mean, they could have opened the gates and just been like, it'll come out. Yeah, because like, well, no, it's trained. If you remember at the beginning when they were feeding the T Rex, right. they used the flare to sort of like tell the T Rex what food is. Right. So the that's, last that's why scene, she needed a flare to try it in. 
the last scene was fan service. That's yes. literally yeah. all yeah. it was. Oh, that's it was all it was. Like, this fan, hey, everybody who's ever loved Jurassic Park, right. this is what you want because, to see. Because at what, when, when, when Indominus Rex and the T-Rex started fighting, didn't you look at those little T-Rex arms and go, <laughs> this fight's over. I'm yeah, sorry, T-Rex. I loved you and you look fantastic, but this... It's just like... It would be, it's like saying, okay, it, Mike is about to fight Peter Dinklage with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... It might be a humorous battle, but it's not going to be a long battle, <laughs> you know. And but, then he teamed up, and you're like, yes! Yeah, well, the raptor <laughs> like, team up, and then the whole thing where the raptor, it remembered me now. I was, was like, come the fuck on. <laughs> this is the same raptor that just turned against you in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, now it likes you again? <laughs> you know, it, it was just too much. And then the Shamu, the, the dinosaur, you know, whatever that damn thing is. I forget <laughs> what it's called. Shamu the dinosaur. <laughs> when it... it, it you know, I call it Shamu the prehistoric whale. It somehow knows that the Indominus Rex is on the outside its cage. Well, they said it. They said um, when they were feeding it that it usually it, it can also jump onto land and grab its prey. That it, it feels the vibrations from the, the, the water to catch whatever to run there. That still felt sketchy as hell, man. That, <laughs> that was a one trick pony. That, that, that <laughs> was the sketchiest thing in the world because it was just like, and you knew it was there. I just thought it was <laughs> awesome that in the first movie, the, the way that the T-Rex was taken down was by a team of raptors. Right. Right? And that in this one, it took the T-Rex and a raptor team up and take the... the, 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 that, nah, and, the and, and, the, and the fight of that was fun. Yeah, fine. But then, it just wasn't believable. And then when, it, and when the T-Rex went through the T-Rex statue, right. it just recreated the scene from the first one. Also. Well, also, I mean, well, a lot of that, once they were indoors, was very similar to Jurassic Park itself, like where the raptor is still chasing... When, when the raptor was still not on their side um, and was trying to kill them and it crashes through the glass and it yeah. falls as it that's, slips, that's also, that was yeah. like directly from the first right. movie and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of that felt very familiar. Good and bad. I mean, it's like, again, it's, it's your own movie. I shouldn't have to keep being reminded of this stuff. But uh, it's just that that kind of stuff. Like, and now, that's the thing. As much as I still did enjoy watching the movie, but these are these problems. I'm like, this was not a good film as far as... Not a 10. Yeah. Oh, but certainly a not a 10. <laughs> a 9. No. Oh. Wait, got to warm up. Let's warm up for ratings. Exactly. This is going to be good. But, but that's another question, too. And we kind of already started talking about it earlier. But that's, I said to the cap afterwards, I'm like... So we've already basically had Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3, meaning that the kind of stuff that's happened, like we've, we've seen the pterodactyls, we've seen the T-Rex, and, that, and the people are aware of everything, and da 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 So it seems like our only continuing plot is now dinos in combat? Like, is that our next Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park in the military. Because like, that's where they really left us. I mean, because there, there's no way there's going to be another park. Anyone that opens a park, it would just be like the governments of the world have shut you down. <laughs> after, you know, after the first one that that was supposed to happen, also, right? But, you know. well, that's what I'm saying. So that, like, well, I've been very unforgiving about the fact that they could possibly open well, up a second one. You know, I mean, you said it, that guy was only the eighth richest man in the world. What if the seventh richest guy in the world says, "You know what? I could probably do better." Right. I mean, I'm like, the whole point is that it would be silly to think that there'd be another park. So that now your your franchise, which you've now supposedly refreshed and rebooted. Where are you going to go? Well, the only only other thing we've had is this military application, and I'm like, I can't really see myself getting revved up for a dinos in combat mode. I'm <laughs> no. just, I'm not ready. You, you, <laughs> you know, know what, what's coming up next? Was that, it was actually hinted in Doctor Sue in, the, in Doctor Who. That was that. Oh, the dinos in space. Yeah, 
Once again, why I don't like Doctor Who. Shut up, cat. Come on, you have a trash can that says exterminate, and that's supposed to scare me? Fuck out of here. Yeah, that shit is scary, man. <laughs> you would be scared. Yeah, Mr. whatever. I haven't watched Jurassic Park. That was too scary. You mean the thing I that was all not t- too scared. You mean the thing that all 10-year-olds got to see? So, yeah. so wait, wait. So, so, so Muppets looking like dinosaurs was interesting in, in the 90s? Nah, well, I skipped it. it was I think I was movie. five when I saw Jurassic Park. It came out in 93, so I wasn't born yet. You weren't born yet, right. Yeah, I was was five years old. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, let me ask you this before we move on to ratings. If you could rename this movie, what would you rename it? If you can give this, if you can give it Jurassic Jurassic World and give it like an underlying title, like a subtitle, or what would you call it? Chris Pratt and my girl Blue. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Pratt and my girl Blue. Okay. (laughs) Mike. What would I rename this thing? You have 18 points. <laughs> really? 18 <laughs> points? Why not to watch this movie? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, wow, um, Jurassic World, the franchise finale. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal. Um, uh, oh, two kids, a Pratt, and a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll say about Pratt is that... Um, I thought he was going to do the do his whole Guardians of the Galaxy shtick. Yeah. He didn't. So, so I was, I was happy, very about, happy that. about that. I was I, happy I, about that. I was very, I was very afraid. And someone else had said that he didn't. So I, you know, I was kind of hoping that they just didn't overlook it. But yeah, I was very surprised because he's again, he's not, not putting him down. I enjoy um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he, but he's not an actor of great range. Mm. So I was very much expecting Star Lord with dinosaurs, you know. And I'm glad that we did <laughs> not get Star Lord shtick, and he wasn't yeah. Star Lord. No, no, shtick. I was very yeah. happy with that. Oh, you me know? too. Unfortunately, he just had a really bad script to work with. You know? Yeah. Uh, all right, so anything we want to add before I go to ratings? No, ratings. Go now. Damn. <laughs> ratings for Jurassic World. Since you're in a rush, Ralph. Oh, wait, why am I first? Because you're like, oh, ratings. Yeah. All right, I give it nine. Chris Pratt is awesome out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Nine. He, he almost exploded. He almost did. He almost exploded. Wow. Jamal. Sting, sting. I give it nine and a half Indominus Rexes out of ten. Damn, nine and a half. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. it. Ooh, that, that, that's quite the... That, by the way, we're sitting... Uh, the calf and I are sitting on one end and uh, Jamal and Ralph are sitting on the other <laughs> end. So that side of the table is looking pretty like rainbow bright over there. <laughs> that's right. This is where all the good happens and you can keep your darkness on that. Hey, side. I'm not dark, but I mean, it wasn't that great. I'll say this. I'm going to give it Six, I couldn't run in heels and run away from that T-Rex either. Out of ten. <laughs> it's because you don't look good in heels, Cap. That's why. Obviously, I haven't seen my legs. My legs are awesome. <laughs> I just think, you know, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. And, and sometimes in the movies, you just got to have fun. But Cause, some, a lot of things distracted me. Because, you know, yeah. girls just, just want to have, have fun. fun. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very surprised that you gave that barely over halfway point. Because when I made my rating, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get shit about my rating. But I was like, Wow. I gave it also a six. Again, I ask who insured this park after the last fiasco out of ten. <laughs> that was Geico, by the way. It Geico. Was Geico. That, that, yeah, because he's a gecko. Yes, <laughs> product placement. What the blank? Oh, yeah. please. Wow. Wow. Evidently, he may be the eighth richest man in the world, but he still has a lot of backers. <laughs> so that's how you stay rich. Ah, So there you have it. Jurassic World. Trying to revive the franchise just didn't really, really didn't work. But please do not go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Too much dead air. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. All right. Good job. Thank you, Dariana. Well, all right. Thank you. And, and the funny thing is that um, that's the second female that's ever been on the show. Yes. See, Gigi, you keep acting up. We can get another woman here anytime. <laughs> Please don't say that. Anytime, I, I, baby. I don't want any blood on my hands. I don't want no blood on my hands. All right. Well, the blood won't be on your hands because she's, you know, she's going to be the one killing you. So it'll be on her hands. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I get to say this. I haven't said this in two shows because Gigi keeps interrupting me. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never make it under a minute. But we have guests. Jamal's here. Yeah, so we've added another person, so that's going to help us out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of math this man does at home. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Ready, set, go. If comic book heroes and villains existed in our world, who would be the first person you would accept as a friend on Facebook, and who would you block immediately? Mike. My good friend and inferior, Dr. Doom, I would try on Facebook. And I would block my good friend and inferior, Dr. Doom, right afterwards. <laughs> Ralph, <laughs> bitch. <Huh? laughs> uh, Deadpool, definitely. I would accept him like immediately. And who would you block? Uh, probably Squirrel Girl. Yeah, she's and too nutty. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, two sound effects at one time. <laughs> Jamal. The first person I would uh, friend on Facebook would be Halle Berry Storm. Yeah, be <laughs> Not just Storm. <laughs> and then the second person would be Black Panther because I don't want him to know what I'm talking about to Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness they're divorced. <laughs> when you hear the words Battlestar Galactica, what word or words come to mind, Jamal? Um... That that minutes thing, that fifty something minutes. They attack. Time is up, but we'll continue. Go ahead. Yeah, they attack every fifty minutes or something. Remember the first season, the very first, very first. I see the first season. Yeah, they attack every forty five something minutes. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes to mind. Okay, <laughs> I think of Galactic. <laughs> all right, all right, Ralph. Kit on steroids. Kit on steroids. Because yeah, the Cylons have the same. That's right. Yeah. All right. Mike. Which is exactly whatever. Knight Rider's car used Cylon technology. <laughs> that's exactly the same thing I think of. All right. That's cool. All right. Which would you prefer? A character that already existed and gets their sexual preference or their race changed or having a minority or gay character created from scratch, but they suck? Ralph. Uh, I take option A because then they won't suck, right? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Mike. Uh, B, there should always be new characters, not rehashing old ones. So writers, use your imagination. And but, a gay character sucking just sounds like it's just yeah. so wrong. It? <laughs> it was a really bad, uh, it, I, I didn't think that all Clearly the way through. Clearly you're going to stuff. No, no, I didn't think it all the way uh-huh. through. Jamal. I like A. I like the idea of changing an all-white team to putting a Spanish or a black guy in there. I, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, so, and now, somebody who's, who is a character that already existed and they now are black and Spanish, you okay with that too? Yeah, like Johnny Storm. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's a new world. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question after Geeks on the Go. <laughs> um, all right. Without playing the game, who do you think could be the main villain that's wearing the suit in the Batman video game Arkham Knight? Mike. Alfred. He's the, he's the only servant cleaning a huge mansion and the Batcave, and he probably hasn't been paid in years. Wow. <laughs> he's ready to kick ass. <laughs> Jamal. Well, I actually accidentally stumbled upon something. I, I don't know. It might be spoiler. If I, to, if I had the spoilers button, because well, I stumbled well, upon Well, something. Ralph's the only one playing the game, so if you spoil it for him, we'll all cheer you on. It's okay. I haven't played a game, but I have a theory since the same Oh, you have voice, a theory. Go ahead. I mean, on IMDb, the same voice actor that's playing Jason Todd is playing... 
the Arkham Knight. So I was like, hold on, is that does that mean it's the same as uh, Jason Todd? I've heard that too. I've heard those theories a lot. Yeah, so that's, right. that's my so guess. You think Jason Todd? Okay. <laughs> well, it's me. No, it's not. Because <laughs> once again, it has to do with planning. <laughs> All right, you and your planning. You just gotta go with the flow, brother. Oh, uh, shit flows too. It doesn't make it good. All right. <laughs> and lastly, if you could start your comic book collection all over, what comic book would be the first on your list? Ralph, Kingdom Come. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. Um, I'd get my hands on my giant size man thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Comic book thing. I, I would actually go for giant size X Men number one. What, giant size X Men number one. That's the introduction of all the X Men that everyone knows as the X Men Storm, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, all the the all new X Men they call yeah. them. Yeah. Jamal. It would be classic X Men number one for me. Right? Yeah. Like the really? original X Men number one. Yeah, I do love. That. I've, I've seen about, that. I've, I have seen that. Well, I've read. I mean, I obviously don't oh. own the original, but I have like because they did a reprint back in the eighties and stuff like that, and I bought um, a bunch of stuff like that. So it's it's great read. Yeah. Plus, it's also right behind you. <laughs> oh, oh, Mike Shell, we have to visit that because yeah. you already know that who's gonna who wants to hear about that, right? Oh, Big Kev can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you haven't put on Mike Shelf in a while. This is bullshit. False yeah. advertising. Bullshit. <laughs> More black doom. This fucking sucks. <laughs> and you know he's gonna tell. He's gonna, he's gonna say that. By the way. All right. Any shout outs? Any? Do I have any shout outs? Mm, uh, well, I already know. I'm gonna shout out um, P Tango. Haven't heard from you in a while. Hope everything's going well. Um, please hit us up and let us know what's going on. Um, shout out to, of course, my boys, the Four Life Podcast, Cheyenne and Bosch. I'm still trying to get on that show. I'm trying to cause controversy, but they're so <laughs> nice guys. They're like they're not biting the bait. They're not, they're not biting it. They're not biting it? They're not biting it. They're not biting it. Okay. Smart people. Don't put them on the show. You see what it's doing for our ratings. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about shout outs for you there, sir? Um, I don't have anything except a shout out to the age old cat. Happy birthday. Aw, thank you. Birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. <laughs> my God, you look so old. Wow. And I shaved my head, too. I was hoping to keep away the grays. Jamal, any shout outs for you, my friend? I'm going to shout out to somebody who listens to every episode and very rarely gets shout outs. So I want to make sure he gets the recognition. Jamal, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And when I was talking with Jamal about being on the show, he's like, you know what? I'm, oh, I listen to you guys. I'm never on the show. I'm like, of course, dude. Of course, you could be on the show. <laughs> Ralph, what about you, sir? I would just like to thank our in-studio guest here, Dariana, for coming in and putting up with us. Yeah. Every five minutes, I would turn to her, and I'd be like, is it geeky enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. Is it geeky enough? No, I'm okay. <laughs> so she's been really good. So um, well done. You, you, you can hang tough with nerds. That's good. <laughs> All right. And I guess that's the end of our show. So for... Um, MFG Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square Ralph the Tech, and the great Jamal Stone. This is oh, and Dariana. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And you know what? I will try to run away from a T-Rex in heels. Happy Pride. <laughs>